<laughs> that's so, exactly it. That's exactly. We are it. recording the audio on Riverside, and we are live on YouTube. Sweet. So we have to be nicer to Jason Taylor. So, dude, I can't you know, believe it. You go to my Instagram, and <laughs> where did you, dude? So why'd you pick that picture? Well, f- f- first of all, but it's the only one I start, look cool in. It, you do look cool as shit in it. Um, <laughs> first of all, we ha- we can. We, you told us uh, before we started to, that we don't have to take it easy on you, like no, we you did don't. on Jason, and we yeah. and we have to take it easy on Jason because, like, what if we have to interview him for the next five years and we just destroy him and scare him away in the first episode? But we got to think of us as Jason's the cart. No, Jason's the horse, and we're the cart. We plan on monetizing the shit out of Jason. We gotta take it. We gotta, we gotta take it easy on his ass, dude. I've ridden his coattails pretty far too. I'm here. Congratulations. Thank you, man. So you have the smallest Instagram account I have ever seen. Yeah, I've yeah. ever seen followers wise. No, no, no. I've seen smaller. Yeah, you're shadow banned. Sm- I can't even find you on Instagram. But um, you have a picture. Your first, your first picture is in. August 4th, 2014. Um, and it's you on a horse, then another horse, then a motorcycle, <laughs> then a motorcycle, then a jet ski, and then a motorcycle. <laughs> then wa- then water skiing. Oh, oh one thing out to the people. Yeah. yeah, a bunch of dead animals. Um, for people who are listening tonight, I want to tell you, I, I, on one hand, I want to thank you because you're. Um, this is all an experiment and we're experimenting with different platforms and we're trying to work out the kinks. But be thankful that you're just part of a podcast experiment and you're not part of some sort of, you know, like random vaccine experiment. Like imagine if there was something like that going on and they had to inject you and your kids with shit. I mean, that would be horrible. So this is just a just be thankful. This is just a simple experiment, audio podcasting video experiment. Brian Friend, do you know him? Yes, we actually exchanged brief words at the Granite Games. Yeah, it um, makes it sound like we got in a fight. No, 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 it, in in a good way. But like, I remember on the other, I watch all your podcasts, by the way. So I'm really excited to be here. This is my favorite. Thank podcast. you. It used to be Rogan, but he interviews some weirdos sometimes. Um, but we'll we'll do that. We'll do that. Give us some time. You might be our first. <laughs> Definitely. So. Brian mentioned to me, so so he's getting me up to speed on all the game shit. I used to be a gamesista. And I kind of fell off the scene three or four years ago. So he's been getting me up to speed. And this year there's a last chance qualifier. And he's been, we've been doing these shows where we analyze all the athletes. And I think if I remember correctly, he had you as a, as a possibility. He was hopeful for you for making it in the top five in the semifinal going to the games. Is that correct, Brian? Yeah, I had, um, you know, kind of trusted some stuff that I'd heard from some other guys and, um, I think he was good enough to go to the games based on his physical capacity. I don't think that's what prevented him from qualifying. And then Jason humbly said that um, when we interviewed Jason, that you, he, that you beat him in workouts on the regular and that he also thought that you were going to go like he saw his success. And then when we interviewed after him, he thought you were going to go. And then I don't know if it was last or this morning, it's all blur that Brian said, Hey, there's a bunch of new stuff coming out. We should do a podcast tonight. And I go, the last chance qualifier stuff. He goes, yeah, and other stuff. And um, I said, okay, let's do it. I go, what about that dude, Taylor Self, to get on and and have him talk about it? And Brian goes, oh, that's awesome. Let's do it. I also heard through the grapevine that he's testing all four workouts today. (laughs) So I was like, shit. Did you you hear that? Did JR tell you that, bro? 
I didn't. I don't know who told him. Uh, I don't know anything about the workouts. I just he said that you might be doing them all today. I I did. I didn't do the three rep max deadlift today, but I did do the other three. Yes. So let me pull that up too right now. Uh, to be, to be honest, I look at those other three workouts and that looks like a, a potentially a normal training day anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, the athletes that are in the last chance qualifier have been tested like 16 times now. So what, I mean, what, I mean, at the end of the day, I knew it wasn't going to be like, you know, eight workouts or whatever. They were just going to give you some stuff that can create separation, I think, and see who can suffer. Um, but before we get any further, how, how old are you, Taylor? I'm, I'm 25. Yeah. And how long have you been doing CrossFit? Four years. And Four. have you been in sport your whole life? Uh, uh, yeah, that's a, mm, yes. I played sports, was not very good at them at all. Okay. I was okay. a, I was a fat kid. I was a very big kid. Like, what do you mean? That's why my Instagram is so small. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh i was a chubby kid i wasn't like you know i wasn't rolling around in like a you know a thing but I was, did you wear your t-shirt at birthday parties like at swim birthday parties you that kid? yeah yeah me oh, too yeah. me too hashtag no, me too. No, you were not dude. yes i was oh yes i was and it only made it worse because then the shirt's <laughs> hanging on your gut and shit and you're like every time you do the same thing you're like what the fuck this t-shirt ain't doing shit except exacerbating my fat <laughs> it's exposing me bro that's yeah. funny um okay so and then you found crossfit and then what made you think that you were um i mean it's utterly absurd to think you're anyone's going to go to the crossfit games like it is absurd you know how many people have that dream and it's just fucking absurd it is so hard what made you think what happened in your training that made you go oh shit maybe i can i'll be good at finally at a sport and this is it um I just, so I actually was, maybe I started doing CrossFit to get into better shape to go into the Navy. Um, and I was already in pretty, I was in, I was in good shape running, swimming, stuff like that, but I just wanted something extra. So I started CrossFit and then. Is that a can of Coke behind you? Yeah. You like that? Ryan, turn the show off. It's over. This shit is fucking over. This shit is fucking over. Dude, I'm, lucky surprised. Amer- Dude, I'm surprised it took you this long to see that, bro. You're lucky you have an American flag back there. This shit would be over. At least you got some balance. Oh my gosh. Get back that's to funny. that can of Coke. Okay, go go on. So what Dude, well, Matt, Matt said that he drinks Coke and eats Snickers, so I was just getting on the bandwagon. For sure. Um so I so I joined CrossFit to get in the better shape for the Navy. The Navy didn't end up working out for a few reasons. And I was doing CrossFit a lot at that point. Um, I think I've been maybe doing it for like a year. So I, I was like probably doing two workouts today, just like for fun. I don't know. It's weird. Um, a lot of people wouldn't think that'd be fun, but so I was just like, oh, I'll try to, I think that was 2018. Yeah. I was like, I'll try to go to regionals. And then I did pretty well in a couple of the open workouts and then got hurt. Um, and when then, was this? What year? You said 2018? 2018, yeah. 2018. Um, I was really raw and fresh and also had, you know, was not strong. So there were, there were some huge holes. Um, and then, 
I got hurt and I was like, um, I don't know. I just like it. I just love CrossFit. I love CrossFit, the methodology. I love CrossFit, the company. And I've been really lucky to be with some amazing mentors in the CrossFit community for sure. But, but did you have like, did, did you like do Fran the first time and it was nine minutes and the second time it was four minutes and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, maybe I can make it to the games. Um, I've thought I could be pretty good. And I've had people at that point had people tell me I could probably make it to regionals. Um, but I just really like, I don't know. I mean, I just like, I like, I don't know. I just love, I love CrossFit, dude. I love working out. And, uh, over the past year and before that, I had some people kind of tell me that and believe in me, um, that helped for sure. And are you, do you still live at home with your parents? No, nope. Um, pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that's weird. 25, you seem a little young to be out of the house. Do they know that you're doing this? Um, <laughs> what? It is. Yeah, I was, my at, mom, I was yeah. at home till I was 34. I was just, I would be come home for Dude, like a year, get me. kicked out, come home, get I've kicked only, out, come home, I've get only, kicked out. So I've only lived, I lived out of my mom's house for like a few months before I moved to North Carolina. I live in North Carolina now and I've lived here for two years. Um, but uh, yeah, she knows. She's super supportive. It's really cool because like when I grew up, I sucked at sports. My sister was really good. So I always got dragged around going to her like events. And like, you know, they just watched every single dive meet and whatever. She dove in college. And um, so it's cool that my mom, that I see like the support that she showed my sister. She shows the same for me. Like she's invested. It's, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, that is awesome. It makes you proud, right? Makes you yeah. proud that you're making your mom proud. Yeah, for sure. Um, where did you move from? Wait, wait, let me guess. I'm looking at these pictures. Alabama. <laughs> where do you come? Wait. What? Dead animals. Oh, ghetto water skiing. Dude, that's not ghetto. Santa that's slalom skiing isn't ghetto. But anyways, uh, actually Virginia. My parents are from South Carolina, but I grew up in Virginia. Okay. And... So you find CrossFit four years ago, you start going hard around 2018, you have some, um, goals, you're still too raw and you hurt yourself and then, but you don't quit and you keep going. And I think, I don't remember what the numbers are. Maybe Brian has them, but you made a significant increase in your performance this year versus last year. Isn't, is that true, Brian? Like, I mean, I I think I was looking at his open numbers. I thought I killed it in 2020. No, you had one bad workout. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I had knee surgery. I had a huge. So in 2019, I w- in 2018, after I got hurt in the open, I qualified for Granite Games, the, the pro division, which is not really that. It wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like a sanctional or anything. They were inviting games athletes. So that was like my first big competition, the only one I had done. And then like six months later, maybe. So that was like September 2018. So then late winter, just early 2019, I qualified for the MAC, which was going to be a sanctionals, like the fir- one of the first sanctionals. And two days before that, I was skateboarding and blew my knee out entirely. My entire left knee, like everything. I was going like I was going like 30 down this hill on this little, not a longboard, like a regular skateboard. I grew up skateboarding, got the old speed wobbles, and had to jump off. I wasn't wearing a helmet. And, uh, I'd like to see some posts on your Instagram. Do you think you could put a post of you skateboarding? Of me, Maybe. like like doing a kickflip. 
Anything that would be. Would cool. you think that would be cool, or like an ollie? I would. I would like you more. Anything. I would just wait like till you more. at least wait till next week, and if this weekend goes well, wait till August. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> skateboard anymore. That's for sure. I don't fucking skateboard anymore. But dude, I live vicariously through your Instagram, actually, Savon. That's why I don't post that much because everything that I feel like I need to say, you say it. Oh, thank you, thank you, and that, and and you won't get shadow banned. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> so. Um, but wasn't in 2020, didn't you, like you were in the thousands in the open, like you yeah, were thousandth. I had one leg. So the pistol workout, okay. I couldn't, I couldn't do a single pistol squat, which, yeah, I mean, there's no excuse there. I, but you know, I just fucking and, wasn't ready. And then how did you do in 21? <laughs> do you see those numbers, Brian? How, what did he, how did he do in the open this year? Yeah. He was in the top 50. Wow. Just and that's in the world. The skin of my teeth. Yeah, 49th worldwide. Um, and a majority of his points came on the uh, lifting complex at 21.4. He had yeah. 161st, 13th, 62nd. So three like phenomenal performances on the three more you know, work capacity workouts and then 820th on the lifting. And that's what was the lifting workout that's that so year? <laughs> but so the, the, this is the interesting thing about that lifting workout. <clears throat> Um, like Pat, Pat Vellner had a, uh, similarly bad performance on it, but I know that he had, um, hit one, like he just missed the jerk barely at, at like 40 pounds, 30 or 40 pounds more than whatever he'd oh. actually posted. Yeah. I didn't miss like, any, not... I nailed 282 and stopped there. <laughs> I didn't miss any, bro. Awesome. I just powered it all. I've, you know, I, I have quite a bit more in the tank for sure, but, uh. That was amazing. So you could have done a squat clean. I don't know what the workout is, but from what I'm hearing, yeah, here, it was a you deadlift could have done a squat clean, yeah. but you didn't really squat clean. You you just it power a, clean. Because it was a deadlift were... clean, hang clean jerk, and I just powered it all. I sh- probably yeah, I could have, I could have, I could have broken 300 for sure. Um, but it was good the, enough. It was good enough, and that's what Pat said card. too. Played the safe card. Yeah, it was the open. Yeah. And then I think from the notes Brian sent out um, this morning about you, you missed going to the games this year by is it five points six points six points yeah well kicking nuts right there huh is that um should have been one it's it's funny because i I, when that first happened i was like oh my god are all the last chance qualifier people like bummed because now they have to deal with the last chance qualifier and i kept getting this sort of like no they're not bummed and then, but I don't believe it. I have to think you're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I mean, so one hand, you're excited, but yeah, I could answer that really well. Okay. I mean, I think, yeah, I was really, fuck. I just had, didn't have a lot of really no competitive experience. Like I did Granite Games in 2018, and that was some experience, but really what I learned sucked and I need to get better. And I didn't really kind of, I don't know, I wasn't really there to compete. It was like, oh, you know, Travis Mayer is going to be there. And, all these other guys, I'm like, well, I have no fucking chance to win. So, yeah, you love that guy. Um, yeah, his name has to be said in every podcast, and you just checked it off. It's like at Travis, the top of it. Travis Meyer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so at this this year, I mean, I was pretty confident in my fitness for sure. I just made made a made a one really big mental error on the thruster workout. Just went out too hot, and I don't. I really don't do that in workouts. Typically, I'm the opposite. Um, which I was the rest of the weekend, but I went out too hot and kind of blew that up. And then on a couple other events, I didn't sprint through the finish line and was had like a couple workouts where I was like a, a tenth of a second slower than someone else. Where I jogged across, so just learning things like that. 
and yeah, I was pretty, I was bummed out, but I knew it was, it wasn't anybody else's fault. You know what I mean? I'm not like, I'm not like blaming anybody other than me being a dumbass on the thruster workout. And it's okay to blame the games team for anything you want. That's what most of the, most of the athletes <laughs> See, do. I'm they not get, that athlete. Get, I'm, you're that. never going to get Instagram fame if you don't start just blaming Dave and the games team for some shit. Dude, right? I resent that, to be honest. I'm glad you brought that up. I really, really resent that. A friend of mine told me, and I've said this story before, and don't Brian and I are going to probably get into a fight here, but um, but Brian maybe hopefully will not even listen to what I'm saying and just move on to his next question. But um, <laughs> a friend of mine who's a professional arm wrestler said, hey, there's always two people you have to beat. I'm like, two people? There's only one guy across the table. He's all, dude, you got to beat the referee and the guy. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, and you know, you see that in fighting all the time. Someone loses a, a, a decision and they're like, hey, it's my fault. I should have knocked that fucker out. Yeah, that's for sure. But they take the ownership. Like, you know, you got to take the ownership. If you're, if you're not fit enough to survive the mistakes, I wasn't fit enough to survive my mistakes at Granite Games. And I want, I need to be. Or even, even the administration's mistakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need to be fit enough. It's part of the game for sure. I mean, you don't look at the best in the sport that you don't hear that shit from them because they're winning. Right. Well, sometimes you do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Brian, were you talking? Was it his first workout that you were telling me about? Yeah. Was that the thruster one? No, the first workout was a snatch, and he was very impressive. I think he hit 295. Yeah, it was a 10 pound PR. Crazy. Yeah. And it looked like a good snatch. I, I mean, right. and this was a thing of, you know, I hadn't seen you compete in person before that. So to see that right away, I was like, oh, if you can hang and snatch over 290. When the pressure's on and you have like a limited amount of attempts, especially because I know it's so difficult to line up in the corral, wait all that time, get walked across that massive field. You know, you're you're like kind of cold, and then you have only sweet, have three yeah. lifts. So I was like, oh, this is a really good start to the weekend. And the fact I was, you know, I, I was basically watching you there. I was like, if he finishes in the top ten in the snatch, I think that he might have a chance, and you did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think I just carried that adrenaline a little bit too hard into the second workout. <laughs> so the second workout was the thruster one? Yeah, right after. Brian, didn't was, you say something to me that you were wondering how he was after that day? You were wondering how like it's how his mental status or what what did you say to me? You said something to me about him. The workout was just it was it was an it was a unique workout to watch because you saw someone like Mal O'Brien who went out fast and stayed fast and won the workout. You saw someone like Taylor who went out fast and then, you know, couldn't hold on. And <laughs> and it was his worst workout of the weekend by far. But you saw a lot of athletes like Tim Paulson and Alessandro Pacelli start very slow, like last or second to last in their heat and finish top five in the workout by the end of the workout. Overall. That's what I should have done. And I know I know I had the fitness to approach the workout that way and do really well. Um, So just that's what I should have done. I learned that lesson. It, it's interesting you say that because there's and I, I hate to misrepresent Danielle Brandon or Jason Hopper, but there's two things that I feel like I heard from them where they basically said, "Hey, man, we don't even know. We don't even know how good or how bad we are." Like it, it's almost like they're not even themselves. Like they're taking their race car out onto the track and they're not sure what the top speed is. And so, also part of your situation too, like. Yeah, I did. I thought, I mean, going to the event, I wanted to win that event. And I think, yeah, I think, I think that was, I didn't know clearly that I couldn't hold that pace. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I like to think I'm not stupid. I felt stupid after that. Well, it's it's like you said, it's your experience. You're young and you've only been getting fitter. So like, 
Yeah, no doubt. And look and at your two nine. Look at your two ninety five snatch. You didn't know if you could do that either, and you did it right. In, yeah, in twenty, I was pretty proud of that. In twenty eighteen at Granite Games, I snatched two fifty five. <laughs> the guy next to me, Anthony Davis, was actually there, <clears throat> and he snatched three twenty five in my fucking face, dude, and like was jumping all over the place. I'm sitting there failing two sixty five. Pretty funny. <laughs> Is that scary? Who told you to? What was your lift before two ninety five? Two eighty five. I did two seventy five. Wait. Mm, I don't know. I don't worry. Brian will tell you. Brian will tell you what your lifts are. Did I do, <laughs> did I do 260? I think I did 265, 285, 295. I feel like a lot of people made that choice be, just because of probably how cold they were going into the first lift. They needed to be sure they hit it. 265 is now my power snatch. So I knew I had 265. I think <clears throat> 285 was my PR and it was a long time ago. So I knew I had quite a bit more. So I was, I was confident. I've been under 295 before that a couple of times. Yeah, that sounds confident. So does someone tell you, is is like, is there a coach from the sideline saying, okay, Taylor, you got to go for 295 now? No, we had it planned out. It was pretty much, I had locked it in. We were going to go 265, 85, 95. Wow. Do you think you could have just gone out there and done 295 or you needed that warm up? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe. I I don't know. I mean, 285 felt better than 265, so I probably needed that that first two lifts, probably. Yeah. And then once you kind of once you struggled on that thruster workout, I, and this is actually I think Brian was talking to me about it right after it happened, or he mentioned to me that evening. Oh shit! Now we're gonna see if he can pull his head out of his ass. Like how I how much I didn't that pull head, my head out of my how ass. How much does that head fuck him? It fucked me big time, dude. My head was in my ass all weekend, bro. After that second workout, I was like. Damn, I lost to like some guys that I've never heard of by over a minute. So I, I had do that. You in the ever back get of your heads? Do you ever get your head straight, or do you just leverage that to work even harder? Like, how do you how do you how do you come out of that? I was battling it. I think I was battling it all weekend. Not, I definitely I was fighting the negativity for sure, and it definitely carried over in my workouts. I don't feel like I attacked any of the workouts after at that point in fact every workout i was in i probably started the workout in last place and then pulled out towards towards the end of the workout so i just was not starting them aggressively fearful maybe not to fuck it up learn that and, big lesson and, and do you think you learned that or you can't you don't you can't tell if you learned it until you're put in that situation again oh i definitely learned it you did awesome. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely learned that lesson, dude. Don't you worry. That's not bad. So I mean, that that lesson has to be learned by most people. Yeah, that's what Andy. Yeah, that's what my boss said. Same thing. He's like, you know, that's a really good lesson to learn, and it's pretty hard to learn it unless you make the mistake. You can't, it's hard to learn it from somebody else. He's right. Who's your boss? Um, Andy Hendel. You know him, right? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, he's the man. Holy shit. Yeah. That's who I, you're working with? Hell yeah. Andy Handel. And well, he's so he I work with him and then I have another coach, John Main, who was a longtime staff member, quiet guy over in California. Um love him. But uh Do, have you seen Andy Handel's business card? Dude, yeah. I I'm his head trainer. How crazy that's the one with Eric Dickerson on it? Oh no, it's not that anymore. <laughs> oh, oh. I he I think he had a business card where he's drilling Eric Dickerson. <laughs> Dude, Andy is so fucking funny, man. And I'm just like, holy shit. I don't know if you guys know who Eric Dickerson was, but he was the man when I was growing up as a kid. <laughs> and I think he was a running back for the Rams or something. Yep. And uh and I think he had this picture where he's just drilling them. 
Dude. Oh, oh, dude, I know the picture you're talking about. It's not on his business card, but it's hanging on the wall right next to the door. Yeah, okay, I think it used to be on diving, dude, just diving right yeah. into that picture is legendary, dude. Uh, for people who don't know who Andy Handel is, um, I don't know if he's still on the L1 team. He was on the L1 team he forever. Is. He is hardcore um, CrossFitter OG, and um, he played in the NFL. And his son is the charming and beautiful and polite Spencer, Spencer Handel. Yeah, yeah, Spencer's the man too. Such a dude, such a good family. They've taken care of me and since you, I moved to Charlotte. Spencer and Hobart and Maliola, what they just pulled off, right? Oh, yeah. Huge. How crazy. I love that. I love that for them and for CrossFit. Yeah, it's great. It's too bad CrossFit's changing the name of the programming. Oh, yeah. Ham, ham plan is great. Yeah, hard as a motherfucker is great. I love, great. That. And then they, I love but, that. But but Consensus Fit could never have that in there. No. So consensus they got to. They got to. Andy Hendel, was a, he was a games athlete once, too. Yeah, Masters, Masters one year. Greg Clewis at our gym, who's a multiple. He's actually made it this year for the 65 plus. Old Greg Clewis. Inaugural year? Yeah. Greg Clewis, don't die on the floor. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that, bro. We talked talked so much shit to him. That's so funny. Um, Andy may have been in the 2007 or 2008 or 2009 games, too. No? No, no. The suspenser, I think. I don't know what Spencer's first year was, but Andy's year at the games is 2015. Okay, he could have easily competed back then, though, I bet. Oh, for if sure. If he wanted to. Dude, he's ripped. He's still ripped, dude. Yeah, he's, he's a savage. And he's freaking yoked, yeah. I think he, um, the, and if you look at the old videos, there's some cool videos of him even working out side by side with Pat Barber and, and people like that back in the day. He did 100 overhead squats at 95 on Broken. That's right. I think he was the first person to do that. That's okay. right. He's got, we have the trophy at the gym. But isn't that still not – and to this day, dude, he will kick everyone in the gym's ass if it's overhead squats. Which is crazy at 60, right? His shoulder yeah. should just be just a pile of goo. Yeah, he's a beast. So so, but we, we didn't really get to this. So we know you're pissed. We, we know you're blaming yourself and you know you shit the bed. Um at the semifinal and you know and, and and you learn the lesson but and and we know but tell me about this this isn't last this chance? on last chance qualifier another fucking head fuck like no. don't you just want to just know okay. i'm excited i'm excited for it i'm excited for it <clears throat> oh no i think i was feeling too much pressure at granite games and i didn't I, you know i definitely didn't have fun which is again is my own fault but i'm in a much better headspace now i mean what happened i'm as fit as i've ever been fitter than i've ever been I just go and do my best on every workout and where the chips fall, they fall. Um, and I'll know after that I'm either fit enough to be a CrossFit games athlete, or I have these areas where I need to get better in order to be a CrossFit games athlete. And that's it. How, Im- how important is it when you do the deadlift relative to the other <clears throat> workouts? I don't know that it's that important. Um, I mean, you can't, you don't have a choice. You have to do it between Friday and Saturday because of the passwords, which I like that as well. What exactly um, are you asking, Brian? Like you can choose the order of the four workouts. You can choose the order of one and two, and then you can choose the order of whether you do three first or four first. Well, this wow, I was that, hoping he, I, I was can't. Hoping I can't even say, understand that. I can't even understand that. It's well, my head. I, that's not. I was hoping that he would say that. I don't think everyone quite understands that that was even happening in the semifinals, because in the quarterfinals, 
all all three of these stages of competition, it's the first year that we've had them. So we're yeah. like, as we receive the information, that's what we assume the process is. And so for quarterfinals, they gave you five workouts, but they didn't give you, they said they were due at a certain time, but you could actually do them in any order you wanted. You just had to make sure to, sum, to have done and submitted the first two on the first day, the second two on the second day, and the last one on the last day. But you could have done them all on Thursday if you wanted to. And a lot of guys did did redos, a couple redos. And hey, quick question: Do you have my Instagram handle on this live? I'm no. just trying to make it bigger, like you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's at Taylor T A Y L O R, the Instagram whore. <laughs> you have the same. You have the same suffix that I have, <laughs> dude. That's my OnlyFans. That's not my Instagram, bro. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. It's Taylor T A Y L O R. M I mid self S E L F. I guarantee you, I get, I figure you don't care how many followers you have, but Jason just fucking text you and be like, dude, get some followers, get some help. <laughs> well, I would see, I would have, if you didn't get shadow banned, now we're not going to get the recognition, bro. Cause no one even knows I'm on here. True. Why'd you True. have to go do that? I, that's a good question. I don't have the answer for that. <laughs> that so, sucks, dude. I'm sorry. So seven, no, no, it really, it really is okay. It really is okay. It really doesn't upset me as long as I still get to play a little bit. And now I have this podcast, so I'm just kind of like parlayed all. I'm just parlaying all of my energy into this and trying to keep up with Brian. Okay, Brian, go. Sorry. So, so yeah, let's talk about the because I don't understand shit. Did you know that what he said? Sorry. Did you know that you could do them in in any order? <clears throat> the quarterfinals. What what Brian just shared with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. Okay, all I didn't, the athletes Brian. knew that, and most of them did the front squat at the beginning of the weekend, even though it wasn't due till the second day. I did that, but I didn't redo any other workouts. And they changed the rules for the semifinals. In the semifinals, there were also three 24-hour windows. This time there were two workouts, two workouts, and two workouts, six instead of five. But you could not do them in any order you wanted. You had to do the first two, and there was some password. Taylor may be able to give us more insight into it. I don't know. I, yeah, I He's going to experience it now. But you had to say the password, and it was locked. The other passwords were locked until you'd submitted the first workout's password, I guess. So basically, the password. So there's this is how it was for semifinals. The windows for semifinals were Thursday at three to Friday at three, then th Friday at three to Saturday at three, and Saturday at three to Sunday at three. They'll email us a password at that 3 p.m. opening of the window for only two workouts. So you can do those two workouts in that 24-hour period because you have the password. And then you'll get the next password when that window closes on the next day and then et cetera. So, and that's how- How did you it. know that if you were at the Granite Games? Someone told you? Um, well, yeah. So someone who competed in the Alice Games told me, and that's also the email we just got for last chance, is it's going to be the same way, but we are, instead of three days, it's Friday to Saturday and then Saturday to Sunday. Less workouts. Okay, so Friday at three. So Brian, what workouts? So what workouts do you have to do Friday between three o'clock p.m. and three o'clock p.m. Saturday? One and two, and it doesn't matter the order you do them. Yeah. So he's got the three rep max deadlift, and then he has the the rowing hang dumbbell snatch. I think it's forty two thirty eighteen rep scheme. Look at someone's texting him right now. Well, sorry. Hot, hot. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's Dude, someone who's no, watching. Pick up a FaceTime. If Jason fucking FaceTimes you, bro, and you pick that up, I'm out. <laughs> you can put the coke cam back if I do that. 
<laughs> okay, so that makes sense. Now I kind of understand it. So you can do one and two in any order you want, and you can do three and four in any order. Yeah. Yep. So then I guess Brian's question is on the second day, will you do workout <laughs> the burpee workout first or the oh no, sorry, Roll on day down one. Row dumbbell or deadlift. First. Yes. Yep. And Brian was uh, asking which one will you do first, right, Brian? No, he didn't ask me that. He asked me if the deadlift would affect the rest of the workouts. Because I'm not gonna Same thing, same thing, except I asked it more clearly. Same thing, but I asked it more clearly, more succinctly, more directly. Uh I don't know. For I don't know, everybody's different. I don't think it makes a I'm not sure that it makes a huge difference whether I do the dumbbell row workout before the deadlift or the deadlift before. Uh I did the dumbbell row today. So I know a little bit about it. Yeah. It, was a, it was a good workout. I like it. And will you beat your time when you do it? Is it yeah. this Friday? Yeah. Yeah, Friday. For sure. For sure I'll beat my time. I didn't go slow. I don't, I don't ever like test a workout and go slow, I don't think. And I don't test it with the attitude that I'm just going to go at a, at a, you know, a learning pace. I mean, I feel like to learn about a workout, you have to fucking hit it. Um so that's what I did. But yeah, I'll definitely go faster Friday for sure. Learned a little bit. And you don't know other people's times or weight. So you don't even know what to deadlift. You have to actually like I just have to do, my do best. your max. Yeah, that's it's not it. just. There's no game. I think that's where I screwed myself over at Grant. I mean, dude, I'm just such a new new to competing. That's why I love working out with Jason. Because like we, I, I kind of sharpen that when I work out with him. But, but at Granite Games, dude, I got caught up on that thruster workout. Dude, this guy next to me who's a I don't even, I don't remember him, but like, fuck, he went out so hot. I was just like, fuck, if this guy can go this fast, I'm about to beat his ass. And then, and then after the round of 12, I was like, Oh, so you don't get that with the last chance. It's just kind of, you just gotta, you just gotta go as hard as you can. Do you have that dude who went out too fast also? Yeah. But he got crushed with no reps and I don't know that he earned them. Okay. After Maybe seeing what's after seeing the last two weeks of the virtual semifinals and all the the penalties, how do you balance like making sure you're meeting the movement quality with something like that hang dumbbell oh. snatch when you know it's basically a full send workout? I love this question. So yeah, movement standards are binary. I mean, I'm Savan. I work with Andy, so this is my opinion. Is just going to be exactly how he feels about it. You either meet the standard or you don't. And the points of performance within that are what you kind of own. So like if you're, do I look like a pooping dog when I squat? It doesn't really matter if my hip crease goes below the knee and I reach extension at the top. So I think anytime I've gotten a penalty, I've only gotten one penalty. I've only ever been good enough probably to have my video reviewed one fucking year, which is this year. But I I got a penalty on the quarterfinals dumbbell hang clean workout because on the first rep to stand it all the way up, I, my shoulder was definitely still over my hip. I didn't fully extend the deadlift. And then I kind of stood up into the hang position and then initiated it. So I got nine second total penalty for those three initial reps. And I agree with that. I was like, yeah, I kind of wish. Yeah, I, I, I should have stood them all the way up. I just was trying to go as fast as I could and, and fuck that. But I feel like I move pretty well. I don't really ever get concerned with movement standards or penalties. I think if I'm going to get a penalty, it's because I deserve it. Um, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't think about that. I just try to, I move well. Brian hangs out and and comes from a lineage and cohort of. I have no idea what he's about to say. Is he about to talk shit about, about something OPEX? Uh, 
No, no. Well, no, no. And actually not OPEX. I have no issues with OPEX. He comes from a lineage of journalists and his cohort of journalists are uh, professional complainers when it comes to <laughs> judges, movement standards. And um, OK, I will so, say some of the judging. I will say this. The judging at some of the semis was not as consistent as it could be. Like if you look at like NFL refing. Now you're talking NFL. Brian's talk. Now you're talking Brian's talk. Well, you can't control it as an athlete. But it's just a fact. It was not super consistent. That's a that's the truth. The truth is it wasn't extremely consistent. They're volunteers and they're doing their best out there. So like, you know, I'm not gonna shit on some lady who's giving up her free time to give me the opportunity. It's not it's not always just on the judge. You know, it's that's on true. the competition. Oh my yeah. Well it's the, on the, the head it's on judge. the competition and the head judge to clearly communicate the standards to both the judges and the athletes and make sure that there's no gray area. Absolutely. And, but, but it's, like I said, it starts with the competition director, how they communicate to the head judge, and it filters down from there. Oh, yeah. And and there is always also a responsibility on the athlete, you know, to ask questions if they have them. And usually, you have the opportunity to clear any movement limitations you have prior to competition, yep. if you yep. you know, or at least have that conversation. So if you're the athlete, you got to take advantage of all those things, and then mm-hmm. have the mentality that Taylor does. I'm going to move well, and if I get a penalty, it's because I deserve a penalty. Yeah. There was there was one. So at Granite Games, there were two things in the briefing that I that I noted on the D ball clean workout. They allowed you to clean it to the shoulder and drop in front of you, or go over the shoulder. I thought that was I I didn't like that just because I thought they should make everyone do the exact same thing. Granted, I went to the shoulder. I think it's faster, and I and I beat a lot of people at the end of the workout because of that because they were going over the shoulder. But that's kind of their own their own fault um and then from the other one was i just thought that was kind of some gray area they didn't need to be there it didn't need you didn't need that gray area you could just make it one or the other and then there's no gray area um and then on the devil's press standard they were saying like you couldn't i get what they were trying to do they were trying to keep people from going so wide with the feet on the way up to like purposefully shorten the range of motion but like you can't really you can't really purposefully shorten the range of motion with 70 pound dumbbells on devil's press, bro. You just, if you're strong What's enough that, to do that, then that ruling is almost contrary to the, the rule with the D balls. Like in the D balls, yeah. they're giving you a choice to go do however you want, basically. Yeah. And then in the devil's press are saying, you know, we can't quite do it however you want. Yeah. So, but it was also, it was like your feet couldn't be outside the shoulders. And it was like, if your feet can't be outside the shoulders, then at the bottom position, your chest can't go in between the dumbbells. It was just really weird. They ended up fixing it um, over the Slack group text, but during the briefing, it was a little, a little sketchy. But um, Why would anyone throw the ball over their shoulder? Can you, can you, anyone explain to me why you would do that? If you have the option to put it back down in front of you? I think I can. I think a lot okay. of guys thought it would help them pace. I think they thought that they would okay. pace the D ball and go faster on the wall ball and GHD. And I had the opposite. I kind of paced the wall ball and went faster on the D ball. I'll give you another thought on that. You know, if you go over the shoulder, I guess you could get a ro- no rep if you go to the side of the shoulder. If you mm. go over the shoulder, it's a more it's a more easy standard to judge. Yeah. If you go to the shoulder, you think you're on your shoulder and they think you're not. And you go back down. I feel like it's it could be easier to get a no rep on that. And that goes back to movement quality too, as as you know if you're hitting the standard or not. I'd be curious if it, guys who finished top five in the Granite Games went over the shoulder. Um. So Chandler because it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like a championship move. Ch- Chandler didn't go over the shoulder. Tim Paulson did not go over the shoulder. I don't think Colton Mertens went over the shoulder. 
I don't know about Roy. I know that Saxon did go over the shoulder. I saw him during the workout going over the shoulder. Um, so I know Mertens, Paulson, and Chandler didn't. Don't know about. I'd love to hear if Saxon regrets that. I wonder if he if he. I wonder if he got first place overall in the competition. Yeah, he he fucking killed it. So (laughs) fuck me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He didn't win any workouts, but he had a just super consistent performances. Yeah. Um. Are are you going to be going to the CrossFit Games? Like when you look at these workouts, are you like, oh shit, I got a good chance? I, I like the workouts a lot. Yeah. Um, what do you think about your cohort? Your your the guys you're going against? Um I have I know a few I don't I don't have the list on me. I I mean I know some of them for sure, just from leaderboarding. I like to I like to, you know, know who I'm competing against, but there are a lot of guys I don't know much about. A lot of the like Asia, South America and um some of the Europe guys, I don't, they're newer, but it's so am I, you know, they're, they're probably not looking at me like, Oh, that guy's a threat. So I, I think there are, you think Brian, to, I think there are 10 to 12 guys that could, could qualify. It's a, it's a pretty it's deep for sure. Yeah. There are a lot of good. Athletes. Are we talking to one of them? Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, <laughs> all these guys have already beaten a good field of semifinal athletes to place, you know, wherever they placed three, within three spots of the qualifier. Some, in some cases four. some of those, um, I mean, just, just the, like the three guys from the West coast classic, all, all three of those guys could easily have, uh, have been to the games just like Taylor could have and several other guys. They just made one mistake on the weekend, uh, or maybe, or maybe just, uh, missed by a point or two, but do you have your picks, Brian, of who's going to go from the last chance qualifier? You know, I, I think it's one of the most difficult competitions to pick that I've seen in a while. And the, ma- the main reason for that is I think there are two workouts that um, are, are tough for me to evaluate. The deadlift I, is just a large unknown for me. Yeah. And that burpee standard changes things a little bit where I, think, <laughs> I love it. I, I think that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a new element to the, of being able to jump a foot a hundred times and, wh- while going fast that might catch up to some people like, Around seven, you know, seventy to eighty burpees in. You do like it? I love the standard. I I don't know. I'm a big again. I I reiterate. I'm a big fan of CrossFit. I like the wall walk workout. I like things like that. So for that burpee, you guys have to do it like next to a wall, right? Yeah, it's 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 awesome. I did. It you have that. to jump and touch touch the wall on the side. You do, so yeah, you the, the the target is to one side. It's a tape line on the wall. For the first 50 reps, you'll face away from the camera, touch it with your right hand. For the last 50, you'll turn and face the camera, hit it with your left hand. <clears throat> wow. Wow. And um, So you can't be facing the wall. You have to be, oh, yeah. you have to be adjacent to the wall. Side yeah. by side. Is that the way you would have done it if they didn't have rules, or would you have been facing the wall? Or would you have done it right by the side like that? I would have done it to a pull-up bar if they didn't have rules. Oh. Hard to find the pull-up bar that's exactly 12 inches above, you know, everyone's reach. Yeah, he's right about that. You could always do rings. Rings move, but. The, when and I did that's the, how they've done it in the past too, right? With rings and then they blow around or they move and people get screwed. Yeah. They have, but at the CrossFit Games that one year, they've just put a giant red tape across the entire ring. through the same height. I love that. Right. Wow. I mean, if everyone's, yeah, if everyone's got to jump over the same height bar or the same height box, 
or lift the same weight, why not make the burpee height the same, you know, for everyone? So like someone like Tim Paulson's like just touching like right where his eye is. Exactly like what happened, like- yeah. Fikowski was wasn't jumping. Fikowski wasn't jumping. So this is in the video. Like I think Matt and Fikowski were next to one another. Fikowski was not jumping and touching the strap. And Matt was jumping like a foot, dude. Dude, that's dude. awesome. And he, I'm pretty what sure still, was that? I'm pretty sure he still beat Brent. That was in the uh, chaos event. 2018. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch any of those games. Yeah, that was a tough year. I was in I was in Madison City on a cast. Yeah, that was a tough year for me. I was in <laughs> Ma- I went to the CrossFit games to film the behind the scenes. I had my entire team there, all my cameras, all my prep work, Ooh. and I ended up sitting on a couch. We That's were supposed to do that podcast that year too. Dude, I love by the way, I love every behind the scenes. I've watched them all. They're Thank hilarious. You. Everybody does. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that West Coast guy, what's his name? I, I don't know if my mom likes him. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Teasdale. Oh my god, dude! Is that you're talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, bro. So funny. Yeah, it's so good. And you know what's funny is before I was the um, head of media there, I wanted to do a piece on him, but the director of media, the executive director of the uh, media team, wouldn't let us do a piece on him because he didn't want to give him any attention. I'm like, fuck, I don't care if he wants attention or not. I, I want to do a piece on him. He looks so interesting. Yeah. And so that was like that was I think that was one of the first years I was the 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 boss, and I'm like, I'm doing it. <laughs> it was cool. And I tried to do him and Ryan Fisher, but I only got Ronnie. Ryan wasn't game, but I interviewed Ryan recently on my podcast and that was cool. Oh, he was on your podcast, Ryan Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. And that was great. He was amazing. What a, what a savage. You would like that one, Taylor. You would like that one. Ryan, wait, Ryan Fisher. Am I thinking of the right guy? Out of LA. He sells chalk, a bunch of books. Chalk performance programming. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Check yes. Um, okay. I'm done. How long have we been on the air? 50 minutes. Wow. Dude, cut me short. That's fucked up. Go, Brian. Go. I, I got, I got a lot more. Go though, Brian, <laughs> if you want to. Oh, I was getting ready for you to ask me who's going to, who's actually going to make it. Oh yeah. I've been waiting to hear that. Are you sure you've been waiting to hear it? Dude, he was wrong about me at Granite Games, so why the fuck do I say if he's not I'm not gonna make it this time, dude? <laughs> I was wrong, but you know, I, I don't I don't regret that pick. I Thank feel you. like you you had the capacity to finish where I where I had picked you. Um this I think is is honestly I think it's very, very hard. Uh I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick with the guys that I've been. How many people though. are competing, Brian? Thirty up to up to I think up to thirty two. Right, over 30 guys. Uh, it's possible that they won't all register. They have to pay another 50 bucks. And if they don't think they have a chance or they don't like the workouts, you know, the, the leaderboard's not full yet. Oh, um, it's there. There's a leaderboard now. I was looking and I couldn't find one because it's kind of, that's hidden. another, well, the, that's another thing. thing. I, I wonder if we agree on this too, Taylor. That's nothing. I'm so sick and tired of people whining about the money. Oh yeah. Like shut up. It's 50 bucks. Shut yeah. the fuck up. You don't have only dollars. So like, you think CrossFit's getting rich off that? There's only 16 on the leaderboard. Is this on? Is this on the app? I don't know. If you go to the 2021 semifinals, there was a new oh under semifinal. There's kind of last chance qualifier. Okay, that's cool. That was just recently. I don't added. see. La- I Tom don't see Porter. it. I see He's there. Tom Porter is there. I don't see that. Where do you see it? I I, I met I met the leaderboard. Oh, semifinal. Oh, last chance qualifier. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Nice. All right, yeah, this is a pretty good field. I mean, these are the guys. A lot of these guys are 
So there's, I, I think that there's. Oh still shit, the Taylor's not even up. on there yet. You're oh, not yeah, even on here. Oh, I'm third, dude. Look, I'm in third place. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Um, so you know, I, I don't know if I should pick from these 16 guys or from everyone that can qualify, but the two guys I was gonna pick are on here anyway, and I'm they're uh, Alexander Caron and James Newberry. I knew you were gonna pick James Newberry. Interesting. Why? Just because you're. Is- I think because you you have something for him, like you you mentioned. <laughs> I've heard you mention in this last year than I've heard like his name mentioned in the previous ten years. I have something for him too. He's a he's a really he's a duty mountain bikes. That's pretty cool. I love and I suspect biking. he's a very nice guy. I've interviewed yeah, him very little, sure. but I think he's super nice. He's and vegan. Look, look. Are you sure you're okay with that? He is vegan. Oh yeah, and a wow. savage at it. Yeah. Wow. Like he, eats sure plants nice, raw. Right? like he like he just eats them raw when you say a savage like just rips a fucking no, like he's, out of the like he's yoked he's yoked and he's a vegan dude i just bought a cow with andy i'm that's not a vegan. crazy that's I awesome imagine trying to eat enough yeah. food being vegan you know right? dave does that too dave does eats really? uh, dave buys cows yeah buys baby calves and lets them graze on his property okay and we then, didn't do that we just bought like a cow's worth of beef from this farm oh <laughs> Not as cool. <laughs> no, not. I wish, dude. If I had a yard big enough for a cow, you bet your ass, and I have one. Brian, let's push you a little further. Who's third place? So you said Newberry and Caron. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he's the guy that I, I I would pick first overall. Um, you know, but like I said, there's like ten ten guys I think could make it. Um, uh, I want to pick from guys who have actually registered so far. I suppose. What about Dallin Pepper? Dallin Pepper, don't I don't think it's a great slate of workouts for him. I think uh, he's he's good enough to be at the games, but I don't think he's good enough to beat this group of guys in these set of workouts. Okay, so, not him. But some of the guys I was going to pick aren't aren't registered here. So who? who? Yeah, I want to know this other guy, man. Oh, like I don't see Spencer Panchik on the list. I don't okay, see Cedric yeah. Lapointe on the list. I'm not sure that has Tyler Christopher. He doesn't think you're going Taylor. He doesn't think you're going. I'm just saying like, he did say I was one of the 10 guys, which is cool. Thanks. Well, no, I'm just trying like, I have a list of people here, but (laughs) they're not all signed up. So I don't know if I should pick from the list or pick from the. Did you end up going to the Navy? No, I did not. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have me, man. And why is that? Uh, I, I did too many drugs growing up. And and that's how they really they were like, hey, have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? And you're like, yeah. yeah. They're like, dude. Here, well, you, dude, my recruiter told me we're not giving you a gun. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, dude, the recruiter I had was like, dude, you shouldn't tell us about this. But but so I wanted to, I wanted to go and be a seal, and I made it. I so I got all my medical waivers approved for like regular Navy, while being honest. And I've been to like rehab, so there's there's a lot of it was a big ask. For sure. Um, but then after you get approved by the regular Navy, all the medical waivers, then I was ready to take like the PST for the slotted buds to get to get a SEAL contract as a civilian. And I took the PST and automatically qualified with the score that I had on the PST that first time. And then I went to take the C-sort like a week later, which is the resiliency exam the online there's like nothing there's like no info on it it's like a secret test and whatever i think it basically decides are you like a team player are you super selfish it's kind of the test um 
And then that day, the SO commander, I'd actually talked to this guy like over the summer. I have a, I have a lot of family friends who are SEALs and they had put me in touch with this guy. And I didn't realize he was the commander of special warfare recruiting in the Richmond area or the East Coast, whatever. In the summer, he was like, yeah, man, with, with your record, you really don't have a chance. And I just thought, man, fuck that guy. He doesn't know me. And then I, it turns out he's the commander. So he was like, oh, this is the guy with the, that particular history. Yeah, we don't, we're not going to take him. <laughs> I think it's better you didn't lie. Think it yeah, been for sure. If you lied. Oh, 100%. Much better you didn't lie. One, one, I, I'm not, I'm not proud of the things that I've done, but I've overcome a lot. I think at the same time, they would 100% find out at some point. I mean, if they put me on a poly or whatever, like, fuck, I don't want to. Then you get a dishonorable discharge. What year were you in rehab? What year? Like, what was my graduation? My graduating class? Like how? Like how many years? You're, so how old? How old were you? You're 25 now. How old were you when you were in rehab? I was pretty young. I was 16. And did you relapse? Nope. So you went to rehab, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, it was that easy, man. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I had been through a lot, but yeah. So I've been sober nine years. Oh God, I hope I really hope you come to the game so we can have you back on the show and like people give a fuck about you. Sounds like a great story. I will 100% make it to the game. Don't you worry about that. Because it's so interesting. I, I don't I don't think anyone goes like no one normal goes to the games. I was just talking to Danielle Brandon about this. Athletes, but like I don't think you go to the games. What is normal? What do you mean by that though? Like you have to have like like I, like I. I like it, something has to have happened to you. Like the, the, I'll give the example I do with Daniel Brandon. I don't think it's a great example, but basically think of your life as a well and you live at the top of the well and you look around at reality. But in the bottom of that well, if something happened to you, that's really, really emotionally traumatic. You every once in a while have to go down to the bottom of the well and nurture that thing. And, you know, um, sometimes some people use drugs, so they don't have to go down there and nurture it. And another way to do that is to nurture it or nurture is not the right word, but to stay connected to it, to be aware of it. I'll work this thought out 10 podcasts later from now. But basically doing CrossFit is a way you stay tethered. The pain and discomfort you feel from CrossFit keeps you tethered to that emotional charge down there. Hmm. And without that, you would have to do drugs or some other shit or like... There's, there's some sort of, there's some, I, I would, I would, I don't know. Discomfort. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I get where you're going with that. I think for me, I mean, you don't just get sober and then everything's good. You know what I mean? Like you, oh. we're, we're the reason obviously that, that like I was the reason I got fucked up like that. So it was my own issues, but also I'm not going to live a happy life if I don't resolve them somehow. I think that learning. I think maybe that's a good way to put it. A lot of normal people, quote unquote, I don't really know what you that someone, anyone listening to the podcast, you're all not normal. You guys are great. Um, but a lot of people like comfort and it's uncomfortable yeah. to do CrossFit a lot. I, I have learned that I definitely feel the best about myself and grow the most and improve the most when I'm the most uncomfortable, when I'm challenged the most, when I go through the worst stuff. So I think I'm not scared of that. Um, and CrossFit definitely feeds that. It's like, I mean, it's a, it's a direct representation of life. The harder you stress yourself in CrossFit, the better you get. And the more uncomfortable and more you face challenges in life, the more character you have. 
better of a person you are, the more experience you have. When I saw that workout, 100 burpees today, and th- this thought just popped in my mind. I was like, holy shit, there's people who don't know themselves. The, there's people in the world, a lot of them, who've never done 100 burpees as fast as they can. And so what does that mean? That means they don't know themselves after doing 100 burpees as fast as they can. So, I mean, or you might or be in like, the middle. Or in the middle. You don't know yourself. Right. Yeah, it's neat. Right. It's, like, it's not at the end of the workout. You're like, damn, I shouldn't have been a pussy. But it's in the middle of the workout where you're like, I can't do this. Or at least, you know. And what a waste to go through life and never push yourself like that. But I think yeah. people like you who've had, I think it comes more naturally for people like you who've gone through more shit to want to, to, to re-experience that. I think to, it comes to be able to take that journey. People. I think it comes naturally for some people. I don't know that it necessarily came naturally for me. I was not, dude, I was just such a quitter growing up. I, I feel like I learned more than anything. Like, toughness or stuff like that from reading definitely getting sober but from reading i've read i read a lot shout out to david goggins i'm a big fan of that guy wow so so you think reading repro you reprogrammed yourself you can learn like, well, you, I mean, you learn from people right so the people you surround yourself you learn from and like it's a pretty good way to be mentored by some of the world's greatest people is by reading about them do you think there were any events in the semifinals where you could have gone harder and you avoided discomfort no, I think there were several events where I had in the back of my mind not to blow up. And so I went out too conservatively and then finished the workout the way I should have started. Okay. Yeah. See, like I can't even get my head wrapped around that. You have to understand like every day I work out, there's like, I never like what you do every day, pushing yourself as hard as you can. There's always somewhere where I'm working out where I'm like, ah, okay, that's enough. Like I, there, on, I learned that. This hurts too. too bad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Taylor, when you did that uh, work, that cross, that competition at Crucible, like uh, I learned that pain ago? lesson there. I pulled up on a skier workout towards the end. It was this. It was a two. It was like a two-two-three interval style workout. Hundred toes to bar for time with a twenty-five calorie ski buy-in each round. And I think I was three. I was three or four reps away from finishing the hundred calories in the third interval. Or the hundred total bar in the third interval. So was Josh Miller. So was Jason. I think Josh was six or four away, and Jason. Jason was fucking behind me, dude. So this is why he won that event. I hope he's listening. He could see my screen, dude, and I was facing away from him. Anyways, so <laughs> I like pulled up on the last couple cows and like double double clutched the things, you know, thinking the calorie would roll over and pulling up. Really, I pulled up instead of going all the way through hard, and like lost to jason on that workout by like one second or two seconds so i learned that lesson too that's where i learned that lesson had you known him before Damn. that no th- we did a we did a competition i actually beat jason in a competition in myrtle beach before crucible the old beach town throwdown he took eighth i think you can even make a longer pause by the way when you say that you took a little pause i think you can get two more beats out of that dude, dude you should ask him about that comp- that myrtle beach competition ask him what happened there um i'm curious but uh was there swim a swim event <laughs> what dude, no there, the wasn't. Beach. there wasn't that's funny though uh there was not a swim event no i think there he were- got a penalty or some shit on a, on a workout or something um those local competitions. Brian's curious how Brian's workout. curious if he's a good Brian's curious if he's a good and Brian's curious if he, about his handstand pushups. I'm the best swimmer. He's negative. When I make I I'll, I'm a good swimmer. I am a very good swimmer. I love to swim. 
I don't know about Jason. Um, he's pretty good at handstand push-ups. I kind so of hope you make the games so so that we can see that. I want to see some more good swimmers at the games. Oh my! I'll be one of the only. I don't even want to say this on the podcast because I don't want to give people the idea to start trying it. But there, I'm a very good swimmer. I would, yeah, I would crush a swim event. Open water, pool, with mixed modalities, CrossFit involved. I'm very. I'm a little a good swimmer. Why are you a good swimmer? Did you swim growing up? Um, I was always around the water. My sister was a collegiate diver, um, for Clemson, like really good. Super but he good. said he was swimming before the, the Navy that like before adding CrossFit in, he was doing running and swimming a lot. Yeah. I was swimming. Like I was running like 40 miles a week and swimming like three or four miles a week for like a year. So that's where I got good swimming. Did you work out Haley? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at my wife walk around the house. She looks all buff. Like she just got all swole, but that's just her normal look. Do you feel going, going back to making it not going back to not making it to the semifinals? Did any of your training partners make it? What do you mean? Make it to make it to the game, to the CrossFit games. Yeah. I only, I don't have a train. Jason is the only person I ever trained with. And so when you saw him win the week before, how, how did that, what did that do for you? I was already in a, I don't know. Uh, on the one hand, it was like, well, pressure's on a little bit. But on the other hand, I know for the most part, I felt like I know my fitness um, and I know his fitness. And so it, it definitely gave me confidence. I think I was just too worried. I, I think I was, I don't know. It was just a really new, I've never been under pressure like that. That's not an excuse, but I just didn't, I didn't, I know I handled it like a rookie. You know? Did you have a, like a designated coach or person there with you that weekend? Yeah, I did. I did. I think one of the other things is I got there a little early. I got there Tuesday and then spent like Tuesday and Wednesday w- without anyone else had gotten there. So it was just me and Minneapolis is not my favorite. I mean, dude, I'm a country boy. Oh, you should. We should have gone and played some disc golf, dude. We could, we could have, but damn. Well, you so could got, have attended some local riots or something. <laughs> what? Dude, what? <laughs> Holy shit! That's funny. I was running one of the days, dude. I was running down the street that my Airbnb. First off, my Airbnb was a shithole. Anyways, I was running down one of the streets, dude, and like, like pubic hairs in your sheets, shithole. <laughs> no, but like the. No, so this is going to be – now that you say that, it's going to be more embarrassing. But the AC was window units, dude, and it was like a, it was it was pretty hot. Too hot for window units. Dude, you're from Virginia. Don't like don't be talking shit about window unit AC. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, dude, you're I'll first run. picture – you ride horses bareback, for fuck's sake. I will say – I will say he those, sees he sees my three thousand dollar glasses and he's trying to front on me. Are those three thousand dollars, dude? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I wouldn't have paid that for it, but I do think I. Taylor's Taylor has a has a good point though. I often am at those competitions for like forty eight hours before they start, and I see the athletes and they just <laughs> look so confused. These are people that wake up every day and they're going to move and they're yeah, going to do something, yeah. and then they got like thirty six to forty eight hours of nothing. Doing they, it just looks like they have no idea what to do with themselves. I just was in a bad, I don't know. I, I didn't handle the pressure well, as well as I would have liked to, right? I would like to handle the pressure like a professional and like a veteran. But I think in that second workout, I didn't the rest of the weekend. I was pretty proud of fighting the negativity and, and doing, you know, 
battling back a little bit. Not as well as I would have liked, but yeah, I just didn't handle that as well as I as I will next time. That's for sure. So you were going for a run. What did you see? Dude, you just, the whole this whole like the broken window and grab something. Dude, there's still fucking <laughs> plywood covering all the buildings down that street, man. And that crazy? I heard there's a five mile. I haven't been there, but I heard there's a five mile stretch that's just decimated. It is it's just like uninhabitable. That was the, dude, the street I was I had the Airbnb on. I didn't know this, so we got the Airbnb. Shout out to my sister for for uh for getting us that i think she might be listening but anyway so that whole street was like one of the main streets they marched down um crazy um you look uh i'm looking at this picture from august 9th 2020 yeah you do look hot two dogs oh yeah how much do you weigh in that picture august 9th 2020 two dogs um you only have 12 pictures on your IG, dude. It's the one with the dogs. Okay. Uh, and you oh, with okay, your okay. shirt off. Oh, yeah, yeah. You like that one. Um, yeah. How much of that? Probably the same as I weigh now. 195, maybe 192. I'm probably closer to 200 right now. And then is this your mom? The, the picture where you're dressed up as Canelo Alvarez for Halloween with your arm around that lady, is that your mom? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you look like Canelo there? Do you see that shit? Every one of my, so I have a CrossFit Latinos class at CrossFit Charlotte. Um, uh-huh. we, we do, it's like, it's like 30, it's like 30 of, uh, just Hispanic people in the 7 PM class. So I coach a class and race a little, Not you know, like, a, a little bit. We do, we don't dude. get out of here. Anyways, it's like, uh, <laughs> I try to coach the class in Spanish. So I'm learning Spanish and I coach it. Mostly That's in awesome. Broken Spanish. But dude, they call me Canelo all the time it's fine so not oh the first time dude he's a way better looking guy and he would beat the shit out of me so but but i do have hey, a that's beard. okay people used to say that i look like fonzie from happy days and he was way better looking and he'd probably beat the shit out of me at a leather jacket and shit andy says you look like a what did he say today so i told him i was doing the podcast with you and he's like oh yeah the little professor guy <laughs> <laughs> the little professor guy <laughs> Dude, <look at that. laughs> so funny oh my gosh i am um, oh shit look at i got the hat part i'm putting the hat back on before someone makes fun of me i am um, and, and then you got a picture of your dad in here and you and is that your dad in the picture holding you as a little kid yeah yep he passed away when yeah I was and, 15. Oh, oh wow yeah how, how did that happen? He had cancer. Yeah. I, I went through like a stretch. There were like that year. It was like a th- two or three year stretch where my dad's dad, so my grandpa, who I really grew up with a lot and spent a lot of time with, he passed away. Then my dad passed away. And then his mom, so my grandma passed away. It's pretty crazy. And what kind of cancer did your dad pass away from? Lung cancer. Small cell, so- like stage four, savage. He smoked cigarettes. Oh yeah. Didn't stop. And your grand and your grandfather smoked cigarettes. For a long time. Yep. And so did and my grandmother. Gran- oh, I was gonna say she died from secondhand smoke. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you so you know how to stop. <laughs> did you did you ever smoke. did yeah, you dude, ever I smoke smoked a lot, yeah. I actually used what to What did I you did smoke? Too. Um well I stole his Marlboro lights for the longest time. Um and he didn't know? Dude, he smoked so much. I could just go into it. Like, I could just pull a pack of cigarettes out of his carton. He would never fucking know, bro. Oh, by the carton he bought. Yeah, it. That's yeah, hardcore. Dude. He, he says, yeah, dude, no joke. So, and 
did you smoke up until you started doing CrossFit? No, I had stopped by then, but I was dipping when I started CrossFit, chewing tobacco. Yeah, I think and a I lot did, of people. I did CrossFit probably for like two years until I really quit that. And uh, that doesn't that doesn't interfere as much as smoking, right? I like told myself the lie for the longest time that you know it's not messing with your gums, but nicotine is like a vasoconstrictor, and there are some studies where like it's a stimulant, so like could it benefit you in some areas, but also a vasoconstrictor, so it could have negative effects in others. At the end of the day, it's like it doesn't. I don't think it matters that much for maybe it does. I just don't want to die of cancer, so I stopped it. Right. For sure. And why did you, why did you quit? Sm- like, why did you quit smoking? Cause you were scared? No, I just, like what? so I went to rehab. I smoked until I went to rehab and then I went to rehab and I, you know, I couldn't have nicotine there cause I was 16. And then, oh. and then I got out and I was sober and then I just kind of picked up dipping. It was easier oh, to hide. Good. Wow. Wow. It was just harder to quit dipping or dipping smoking cigarettes. For sure. Yeah. Chewing, dip, quitting dip is, was so fucking hard. And you can't like, you can't beat around the bush either with like Nicorette gum or like, then this is like the little nicotine pouches that are just like nicotine and salt. No, you have to go cold turkey because nothing comes. It's not like, it's not like you can vape. Like vaping is closer to a cigarette than any sort of substitute is to dip. Don't ever try vaping. Have you ever tried vaping? (laughs) Yeah. I vaped a few, I vaped a few times off a jewel. Holy shit. Shit, that is gnarly. That shit is addicting. That I imagine that's like freebasing crack. I mean, the first time you take a hit, you're that's like, not like freebasing crap at all, dude. No. I mean, I was just in heaven. I couldn't believe it. It is fucking gnarly, dude. Jewelry. When I when I first, yeah, dude. When I I had like quit dip for a while at one point and like put one in. I was like driving. I had to pull over because you're you couldn't even see. It was just a your eyes huge, got all weird. Yeah, huge buzz, but. This is, dude, why are we talking about this? Next. Yeah, makes you relatable. Makes you relatable. I'm pretty normal. Well, man. the thing is, is you're not going to be, you're not going to get, I mean, look at all that shit's out of your life now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm, dude, I'm an open book. I'm not worried about sharing any of that. Yeah. But you just said, let's not talk about it. Well, I was just like, oh, I feel, I feel gross talking about how much of a sicko I used to be. <laughs> well, man, it's the journey and it makes just, it makes it hopeful it makes it hopeful for everyone else. Right. I mean, there's some, there's someone out there right now who's like addicted to cigarettes, but they want to do CrossFit. I mean, I only quit smoking CrossFit. I only quit smoking CrossFit. I only quit smoking cigarettes at 34 because I found CrossFit. I'm 49 now. So like 34, I was smoking cloves and then I found CrossFit. I'm like, Hey, these two can't go. And I really like smoking. I didn't want to quit, but I I like CrossFit even more. So I'm like, shit, this thing's got to go. I actually think that, um, you know, rehab and CrossFit both have this in common is that if you, if like a lot of people go to rehab to quit one thing and they end up quitting several other things also. And then when you start doing CrossFit, I feel like it's, it's a different time frame for a lot of people. But if you stick with it long enough that uh, similarly, other things will start to either disappear or add to your life because of that lifestyle. Yeah. CrossFit, both sobriety and CrossFit have changed my life in a huge way. I do. I'm a big Dude, like I said earlier, I really love the stuff you post on your Instagram. It's so, it pisses me off that they shadow banned you. What a what a shit show, dude! Can you believe that they can do that in our country? No, I'm very. Um, Isn't that crazy? Because I don't even think I post anything crazy. Well, you even if you did, we have a. I mean, I feel like that's a public. I'm just pro. Fr- I'm just pro freedom, pro love, pro equality, pro everyone 
go do whatever you want. I'm just like, are you? Do are whatever you, you yeah, yeah. You want to wear six masks? Wear six masks. Do you want to put a dildo in your ass? Put a dildo in your ass. <laughs> hold your beer while you do it. I don't care what you do, as long as you're not being violent. And that, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I and I see it as sorry to go off the tangent. I see it as violent to force people to put an inje- a drug in them and inject it in them. I see that as violent. That's violent. Dude, have you watched so, like, Rogan? Don't fuck with. Don't fuck with little kids and don't be violent. And then other yeah. than that, I really, I really don't care what you do. I like, I, I love all people, but just don't force other people to don't do violence on other people. It's really that easy. Sorry, I agree with that. I think it's crazy. I agree with that. I just think it's crazy that Instagram or, or YouTube, whatever, you know, quote unquote is like a public platform, how they can, the censorship is just, ins- I don't know. It's a slippery slope. Um, have you watched Rogan's latest podcast or one of his most recent ones with Brett Weinstein? And oh, oh I, I, I've, I watch. So one of the only podcasts I really listen to is that Dark Horse podcast. So did you see the movie No Safe Spaces with Adam Carolla? I, I watched a, a lot of it, and I've seen so many documentaries like that that it's a little muddy. But yes, okay. So Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager did a movie. It's called No yep. Safe Spaces, and the the main character is that guy Brett Bernstein or whatever his name is, the guy who was on Rogan recently, yeah. Brett Weinstein, <clears throat> and you know, to hardcore progressive liberal teaching at the college, peace and love from the '60s, and you see him basically get run out of his college. Oh, is this the college in Oregon? Right? Yes, Evergreen. Yeah. Yep. And okay. so now this guy, it's it's just a me. I just I and I just love that guy's podcast because it's like, and and I don't really have time. Unfortunately, I just don't do anything. If I'm in my car driving, I would listen to a podcast. But usually, I'm listening yeah. to audiobooks. But then, other than that, I'm just taking care of kids all day. But um, yeah, he's amazing, and it's great that someone who's such a hardcore progressive liberal is willing back is is doing is taking the front stage on this issue. Yeah. Like, hey, it is. Brian, what's your opinion on this? Am I am I drawing you out into something you don't want to be drawn out into? No, I've just I've heard. Uh, this is the third time I've heard that that Weinstein on Rogan interview brought up today alone. So, dude, you got to check it out. It's crazy. Usually, that's my rule: three times in a day. Yeah, I need to look into it. It's long. I didn't listen to the whole thing to be honest, but I listened to enough of it to be like, wow. Yep, we're fucked up. Podcast, listen to it. He has he his guests are gnarly. I mean, they're like they're amazing. Like he had two guests on the other day, both vaccinated. His, one of them was the one of them was the co-inventor on of the mRNA vaccine. Yeah, one of them was the co-inventor of the mRNA vaccine, and the other one was an I forget another guy. And they were like, "Hey, dude, you can't be giving kids under twelve. Yes, and then so they break why, it down. Yeah, they break he it. Was on, it's like, go ahead. He was on. He was on Rogan because YouTube took that off. Oh. They like took it down. Yeah. So they did an that's why they did the podcast. Because they like Yeah, they flagged it. Good on Rogan. Yeah. Good on Rogan. Yeah. If you go to the games, will you beat Jason Hopper? Depends on depends on the workouts. There are a lot of workouts. No, I mean, like at the end on. of the day, on su- on Sunday when we see the leaderboard. <laughs> it depends on the workouts, dude. There are a lot of workouts that Jason would beat me in for sure, and there are workouts that I would beat him in. Um, he thinks okay. very highly of you. Dude, I love Jason. He's a great guy, and he's fit as hell, obviously. He said that um, when we talked about him moving, he said something that, like, I said, hey, like, why don't you train with whatever? I forget who I said, like a, a, a bigger camp. And he said, like, moving isn't an option. I think he said that. Um. Mm-hmm. 
is that and, and it made me think oh shit then this guy's not willing to do whatever it takes to win like it, would, it just made me just nah. put a little footnote on there okay um would you would you move from where you are i think go? i'm in the i think i'm in the best case scenario i could possibly be in to succeed i have andy who's a legend one he's a great mentor an even better boss he's you know teaching me the business side and and developing me as a coach which i which i also would like to pursue um and lets me you know fuck dude i can work out at the gym whenever i want and i mean i have you know he's he's taking me in from there i think i can train with people who are competitive as as much or as little as i want to i don't know that being around them 24 7 like me and jason couldn't train more than once a week there's no way dude we butt we butt heads enough as it is, and we both acknowledge it. During the open, dude, we got into a heated shit talk, and like didn't talk to one another for a couple weeks. Oh, I love it! I love it, <laughs> dude. I wish I still had that text thread. Yeah, I sent something mean right before I redid this workout. I was heated. It's funny. Like, um, is- like, it, it, go ahead, Brian. No, just the, this whole thing is an experiment right now. We don't know if these athlete camps are going to actually produce better results than the guys who are choosing to train on their own for the most part. Well, dude, I think the ideal situation, obviously, look at Matt. Well, I don't know that that's even the ideal situation, but pretty successful for them. But at the same time, they were both pretty successful beforehand. I mean, you know? it's one th- like, look, it's one thing if you decide to get together with a couple people for the three weeks leading up to the games and train. But like you said, to be around the same people day in and day out, and maybe you're not even doing the same workouts all the time, but it's just, I don't know how that's going to affect athletes. And this is the first year that we'll have like th- these camps have just exploded in the last six months yeah. and grown and become you know more populous. And we still have guys like Cole Sager who trains in his garage most of the time. And Justin Medeiros, who has specifically yeah. chosen to stay in his environment and you and Jason, yeah. well, you know, guys like that up and coming that are also doing individual training for the most part, maybe throwing a, you know, a, l- a competitive session here and there. So we don't know which is going to be better yet. I'd wager there's more of that individual training going on and is successful than the big camps. Well, I mean, look at this. The comp train camp, you have Amanda Barnhart, Katrin, and Chandler who qualified. And then you have the the underdog athletics is really new. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about Think Tank. Yeah. Think Tank. Well, Think Tank is like Noah and Travis are going to qualify if they even if they don't train with each other. Would you well, think the underdog the people were uh, under tank people un, underdog people were all pretty good to start with too, right? Probably as well. I well, think the thing those, is mo- most of the athletes that are that are going to these camps are already well established in the space. What, but there yeah. are a couple that they're bringing along, kind they of are, uh, peripherally. Are, yeah. Like we could talk about underdog for example. The women are all well established. They've been the to the games, are, been yeah. in the top ten of the games. But the men, Matt Delugos, yeah. Joel Marquino, Nicholas Bedarte. Not as many of you know about them because they haven't broken through yet, but they're a part of that coalition there. Yeah, so it's interesting to see how that helps them. At the same time, I like look at that and I think, damn, like I don't know that I'd be all right with my coach having another individual male athlete. Who really do you want to win then? You know, I don't know. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of hot. That's a hot. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I don't know how I would feel, but every I'm time selfish. I see a guy with three coach, three yeah, athletes, fuck, I start I'm tripping. Dude, start I'm selfish. Tripping. I'm selfish as shit. If my coach had some other individual, I'd be like, mm, fuck that. But he's not that type of guy, anyways. We're we're pretty locked in. So, Hopper have a code or the people you're on a thread with 
Hey, we're going to do this workout not to share the times you guys get outside of your group or do you guys even oh, yeah, share I would never, I would never, I would never share Jason's times with someone else if he gave it to me and vice versa. I know that. Um, that's just a, a the code. Well, me and I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's been probably been, yeah, I probably like what well, he would like asking me my time. I was like, you better not fucking tell anybody, but I don't care if you know it. Cause you're not going to beat it. Right. Or vice versa. He'll give me a score that I couldn't touch and, you know, but I'm not going to, yeah, I like Jason. If any, if, if I want anyone to do well, it's him. Um, can you tell us what you said to him that was mean at the open? Was it wasn't like something like really mean, like, Hey, you shorted your reps or I, I can tell you, you, exa- no, you I can tell you exactly what I was going to, what I said to him. I can tell you exactly oh. what happened. So okay. it was the first Don't burn the bridge though. I want you guys to stay friends. I'm not going to burn the bridge. Cause we already, okay. we kissed and made up and he's going to laugh. And I'm telling you guys this. So okay. it makes me look like a dick. Um, we were doing, we were talking a lot of shit leading up to the open. And when they announced wall walks and double unders, I knew I was going to beat his ass. Cause he's, he's just a bigger guy. He's, 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 he's a really good handstand walker and handstand push up. but that workout also has some, some cycle speed involved because there wasn't a height in terms of getting, you know, whatever. Um, so I did the workout and I think the first time I was going to do one and done every single open workout. So I do that workout and I'm like pretty happy with it. I think I was four, I was 14 minutes flat. So a minute under the cap, not a great, not an amazing score, but. I beat the cap. I'm good with that. Um, and then Jason did it. And I don't know if he told me, I found out some, I think he told me he got capped or something. So I kind of LOL'd a little bit and I knew he was, I, I he said he wasn't going to redo it. And I didn't think he needed to. In reality, he didn't to qualify because it was such a broad net of athletes that go to quarterfinals, but you know, we our egos are big, so you're not going to get capped on a workout and be satisfied with that. Um, but anyways, like, we were talking shit about who's going to win the first workout. I spanked him on the first workout first time. And then I hear somehow that he goes and redoes it and beats my time, beats my time like a couple seconds and doesn't tell me that he redid it, dude. So he didn't even fucking say, I'm thinking this fucking snake in the grass just redid his workout, beat me and doesn't even tell me it. I was just getting more heated and more heated. And the stuff was coming out about, like Sean Sweeney made this post about, oh, make sure your standards are right. And so then it started this frenzy of everyone redoing that workout. And like I, I'm coaching my CrossFit Latinos class at 7 p.m. And I saw the CrossFit push the deadline, 7 p.m. Monday, to push the deadline to submit it to like 9 p.m. I'm like there with my dick in my hand. I'm like thinking about how pissed I am that Jason redid it and beat me by a couple seconds <laughs> and how everyone's redoing it from the standard. I'm like, fuck this guy. I'm redoing it right now. And so I pull up the group text between him and JR. And I was like, hey, Jason, I just want you to know that I'm about to redo 21.1 and I'm going to fucking destroy your score, even though I don't know it. And I sent that. <laughs> to him before and, I did it. And up until then, he didn't even know that you knew that he had redone it. Yeah. <laughs> so so I said that and, we, and then we didn't talk to each other for like two weeks. And I was like, dude, I'm sorry. That was me. Hey, did you send that to him to put pressure on yourself to beat it? No, I knew I was going to beat it, but I was just really pissed that he didn't tell me he redid it and beat my time. So I wanted him to know that I was going to bury him. Awesome. But That's he's fair. man, he's a fit guy, dude. Crazy what he did at the Mac. Insane. Yeah. F to P. Brian, can you keep the show going so it's like relatively interesting? Let's talk about CrossFit now. Savan's gone. Who should I put in charge? Definitely Savan. Dude, so Ryan Jevning, that's interesting. He competed at Granite Games 2018 when I was there. Oh, yeah. Talk about him. That's interesting that you know that. We just, he just told me yesterday, he's like, 
you would he he's so chill and then the other day he just said i don't remember what he said but it was on a phone call oh yeah we were doing a debrief me him and uh, brian and uh he's like oh yeah i took 201st in the quarterfinals or 199th or something like that yeah. i can't remember what he said and i could even though brian's fucking a th- Two two thousand miles from me, I could hear Brian's brain start turning. He's like, "What? <laughs> Why not know what?" <laughs> hey, I'll tell you something else that I haven't shared with I haven't shared with Brian yet either. The other day, I was just on a call with Ryan. God, I hope Ryan doesn't hate me for this. And he says to me, "He goes, you know," and he's he's ve- he's very you know. chill. You know, um, I, I know a lot about CrossFit too. I think I can hang with Brian with the stats and shit. Like, I I think I can hang. I'm like. Damn, <laughs> dude! This is a new realm that that these go pee, man. We'll talk. Okay, yeah. You see me doing right. the pee dance? Yeah, dude, get out of here, bro. So this is this is really new in the cross the, the stat part of the CrossFit space. I mean, it used to be like Pat Sherwood and Sean Woodland, but they really weren't talking about it unless it was live during games events. So this kind of stat realm, I feel like is kind of, I like it. No, the, there was a, there's always been a, a guy who is the, the, the CrossFit statistician who's providing wow. those stats to them. And it's been the same guy for, for 10 years, really. You've, you've probably heard his name on some of the shows is Chad Schrader. And he's, hmm. he's got better databases and more, more information um, than anyone I know. Uh, maybe even more than, than, you know, definitely more than you can find on the game site. I think I even wow. have more more than you can find on the game site in some regards. But uh, in the last couple of years, and I think specifically coming out of the the media collapse from CrossFit and then the sanctional season, you know, there just started to be such an influx of relevant athletes because of the way the season expanded. Yeah, that guys like me and maybe you know guys like Ryan and and there's just I think there's actually a bunch of people who are doing stuff like this the last you know between like 2014 and 2018 maybe um that just started to have more opportunity to be relevant as it was much more hard to like navigate the entire season yeah interesting i like it i've always fancied myself to know the field pretty well i mean i grew up a fan in the sport you know and so i've you know and i've just tried to stay like I, I have um I feel like I have like a good surface knowledge of a lot of things and then there's a few things that I have a lot of depth of knowledge also. So I know a lot of masters athletes, but I couldn't tell you like the history of their competitive performance. You know Jeff Tinter? I know yeah, I know the name. Like you I would recognize that. So he was my yeah, boss I, before I moved to Andy. Yeah, he oh, was my shit. boss. Yeah. Jeff's the man. Wow, that's a crazy lineage too, right there you're from. Yep. Yep. I love Jeff. Yeah, he, man. he was the first person, I think, really to believe in me. I think I was doing an 18 workout. Yeah, he was he was the first to be like you could be pretty good. In his day, he was I don't remember his 2008 or 9. Nine. He was one of the most fierce people I'd ever seen. I love that. He was yeah. in that elite level like like I could tell you some I mean, stories you about him training at the gym. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he was a savage. How old is he now? Uh, I want to say he's 50 or 51 maybe. Okay. So I probably met him 15 years ago when he was probably like 35 and he was Fit. an absolute, oh my God, intense as a mofo <laughs> yeah, and ple- yeah. a pleasant man, soft-spoken yeah, yeah, pleasant man. Yeah, yeah. Brian, is there anything we, I got in the pee break. We said Travis Mayer's name. We touched a little bit on the personal life. Who's the we, most interesting athlete you've had on the podcast? I want to know your thoughts on this. Fun to talk to. 
You're pretty easy. Savan, I was going to say, Tincher is uh, one of the guys you could have chosen for the last second counts documentary. He ended up in the top 10 that year. Yeah, easily. Easily. He, I, I, he's really soft-spoken. Yeah, he's quiet. He's very soft-spoken. He would have been... But then again, Josh Everett back then was very soft-spoken too. I love that he was doing split squat snatches and split snatches and split clean. Josh Everett, is that the Catalyst Athletic guy? Uh, no, that's that's a different Everett. That's Greg Everett. Greg Everett. Yeah. Greg Everett. Different Everett. I don't. I don't think we have a. We don't have a favorite person who's ever what? been on the podcast. I don't think. No, there's no one like. I'm trying to think. Um, Not we. You. Who do you enjoy? Me. Who do you enjoy fooling with the most, dude? Over your Brian. Podcast? Brian's my favorite person. <laughs> And that's why he's been on uh, 60 episodes, 59 dude, episodes or whatever. He can sometimes. 30 you can, episodes. Dude, you can say something that like I will fucking lose it laughing. And he just sits there on his mic. He's like, and he looks away. I'm like, dude, how is he not losing it right now, dude? That's why he's on here. I, I people. So basically people interpret. I get DMs every day where people interpret everything that Brian's does, his reactions to what I'm saying differently. So like, it'll be the same reaction and someone will be like, Oh, Ryan thinks you're Brian thinks you're so stupid or <laughs> Brian knows you're talking out of your ass or man, Brian loves you. I could tell he's laughing really hard inside. So it's like those, like when he doesn't reveal what he's showing, then he's that's just one, and it, he was just, yeah, if you hate, yeah, yeah. If you hate me, then you're like, yeah, Brian really hates you. Or if you think <laughs> I'm funny, you're like, yeah, Brian's laughing his ass off inside. So he just kind of, he's just this blank, like interpret him as you want. It's a good, it's a good I, I mean, yeah. Taylor, I try, a, lot we, of, a lot of people have been but, asking me about, um, about, what Jason's realistic potential is at the games and the way I've been answering it, I'm, I would be curious if this makes sense to you. So basically what I think is he's amongst a small group of men who has the potential to win the games, maybe four or five guys, but I also, this year, this year, yeah, this year, but I also don't think if I was just ranking the, the athletes, like one through 40 of the best athletes there that, that I would put them in the top five. Hmm. Does that make sense? Like to say that, that he's one of the only five that could win, but if I was ranking him one through 40, I might put him like ninth or something. I I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think Jason can win the games. I think he can. And I and uh, yeah, I'm biased for sure. But look what he did. This is this is my opinion of him. The guy is a competitor. Like like very much so. So you know, I think it is one thing to beat someone in training, and that's not detracting from me because I know I'm extremely fit. Um, he is, and he's also has a really sharp. He has that sharpened competitive skill as well, um, and he's hungry. I think that is very, very underplayed and under talked about in terms of guys that are going to go win the CrossFit Games. I'm sure those guys are hungry, but I mean, I know Jason pretty well. He knows me. This is, pretty it's well. just it's such a crazy year. I feel like. There yeah, it's are crazy. eight guys. Eight guys. How did that, that affect you when he said that, been. Brian? Did that move? Did that that moved me just now when he said that? How did that affect you? That's per- that's exactly what I want to hear. He's a I'm, very hungry individual, and I. But think when Brian, but when you when you hear Taylor say that, does that move? Does that like do you feel his like needle, Jason Hopper, like raising your rankings? Will yeah, you take what Taylor said as a data point. Will you take what Taylor said? Yeah, I will. 
But I, I also I, think he's. I also think, and this will be the last time I jerk his meat. But I also think he's like. Yeah, I don't know. I think there are a lot of competitors that kind of have that nice. Yeah, they just is. They don't seem as mentally aggressive in competition or a killer instinct. That's exactly what the the phrase I'm looking for. He's got a killer instinct, and I do too. I think I didn't have that at Granite Games. I th- I I fucking snuffed it out of me with the thruster workout, but. I'm telling He's, you, the, the amount of guys that have the killer instinct at the semifinals is small. The amount of oh, guys that have it at the games small. is a lot more. Yeah, I get that, but look at look, and I'm not comparing at all. But if you look at this, is a great example. I think Matt Fraser had the best killer instinct of anyone, and it was so much better than everyone else's that no one stood a fucking chance. I mean, if you look at yes, what about Tia's? Well, I'm talking the men's field, but yeah, same right. exact. Her, I mean, she ex- she exudes that shit, right? The, the gap in the women's field with the killer instinct, I think, is even more. Hers, I don't know about that. Just, I would say that I think that Haley Adams has a killer instinct. Oh, that's that's good. That's a good point. Very you know, good. Point. I think Haley probably has that in, immensely. You're right. Spot on there. And, 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 and Katrin has it. And Katrin has it. Don't you think? But there's still a gap. What I'm saying is there's even they might Haley might have just as killer instinct. As There's Tia. a physical gap between Haley and Tia, I think, but the mental one's narrow because Haley is, you're right. But I think Jason probably has that as good as any of the field that'll be at the game's mental killer instinct hunger-wise, I think. The physical side, I don't know. I don't know what the program is, but I think the mental is... CrossFit. It's CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. Across, he's, I mean, look what he did at the MAC. There's... That was good. No, I think, I, I, think he, I, I think he's in the mix. I think he's in the mix for sure. Um, but I think there's 10 guys that feel like this is their best chance to have their best performance at the game this year. And they've known that for eight months. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, sure that's, every, that's every man. That's every male competitor. When Matt retired, it's like guys who fucking were 500 in the open last year. Were like, Oh, I'm going <laughs> to the games and winning dude. But I mean, these, these guys that I'm talking about are guys that have been knocking on the door that have been on the podium, top five, multiple years, you know, six to nine years experience at the games. They've also been beaten in the dirt nine years by Matt Fraser. Jason hasn't. I don't know that that I don't know that that plays a part. I don't know it does, but Jason hasn't been beaten on that level. And like, like you look at someone who's worked so hard for six years, and they're like, "Fuck, dude, I can't do any more to beat him." That's got to be pretty demoralizing, dude. Until the day he retires. Exactly, but then you have somebody new who's just as hungry as you are, but has never been beaten like that and doesn't know that defeat. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. I think it'd be really. Has there ever been a rookie to win the CrossFit Games? No. So there's a first for everything. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know what I mean, though. That's hard to do. So there's a. I think it's extremely hard to do. I think there's anyone. If there's any ever been a rookie that could win the games, I think Jason's probably is. Probably as close as Haley Jason too. Let me. Oh. But yeah, 2009. Eight. Um, eight, sorry. Let me ask you this, guys. What do you think about the fact someone sent this to me today? They said, hey, there's changing CrossFit athletes. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the NBA went from having, and I forget what the position is. I don't know if it's power forward or what, to that position they said used to be 6'4 was the perfect height. And then all of a sudden, the, the new perfect height overnight became 6'9". And that they were basically saying the evolution of the sport is, is now that there's an, there's all the agile big men are, are now have been doing CrossFit long enough that they're going to pop up on the scene and rule the roost that we're going to see just a, a, a size increase. 
there's any truth to that who said that just some random it's just some random guy in my dms dude i don't look colton mertens and all these other guys qualify that are the exact opposite so i don't know that that's true i mean i don't know i don't know shit about that to be honest is it i think crossfit rewards being good i think Based on no, based on the size of the guys who've qualified for the games this year, Mertens is a huge outlier at five foot four. And the guys that are closest to him are five seven, or at least this is what they're all listed at. But and those are Noah Olson and Yonikowski. And those yeah, guys have been good. around for seven years and they're, you know, we don't know how long they'll be able to stay around as this new wave of guys pops up. But I there think are this, I think there's a dozen guys six feet or taller this year at the games. And I well, I haven't checked, but I think that's pretty rare. But look at this. And this is also interesting to note. This is also the first time we've been through two tests virtually that have a strength test that that have that much of a points disparity across uh, in terms of all of the other strength or all of the other workouts. Like, dude, and this is my like I'm I'm a much better front squatter now than I was at quarterfinals, but and I'll continue to get better. But dude, I took 800 in the fucking I blew it on the front squat and at PR. <laughs> I was like happy about my PR. Still took 800 points, and I was like top 30 on every other workout, but what? 337. And you've already beat that? And you've already done more than that? I know I can do more than that now for sure. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, and, and what do you think about this deadlift in the um, to sort of push your that theory even further? Well, it's a Taylor, much smaller field. It's a much smaller field. So, and, might, it, and it might be a different scoring system. I have to assume it's a semifinal scoring system. Since which, it's listed with the other semifinals, oh, yeah, 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 196, 92, yeah, yeah. which is different than one to 10,000 or whatever. Yeah. So he's right about that. Um, so that, that, I think that was, I think that probably has a little bit to do with why there's a lot of bigger guys. But at, uh, at the same time, like in years past, it would be the open straight to regionals. So you have a lot of littler guys do better in the online stuff. But then so many of them make it to regionals that it's just a, a smaller field where. I think some of the athletes that have more power and are a little larger tend to do a little better at the bigger at them. I don't know. There's definitely a different template for. I don't know. Maybe I'm full of shit. The first workout is row and dumbbell snatch, dumbbell hang snatch. A, a big guy can cycle the shit out of that, right? Oh yeah, that's not a little guy's workout. And look at the second workout. The second workout is. Three rep max deadlift. That's a big guy's workout again, right? Uh, not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. Dead, I think you mean because of range of motion? Yeah, range of motion, but also, I mean, dude, some short guys can deadlift. And then you have 100 burpees to a target, and I know generally that that yeah, is a... Equalizer. I know generally that's a little man's workout, but how about when it's just 100 straight? Because we... What do you think about that? Does that change it as opposed to it just being like, I think that 12 inches changes it. I don't think that. Yeah. I don't know. I know some, I know some not small athletes that are pretty good at burpees. And this is something that hasn't been talked about. 12, a 12 inch jump for a taller guy is still easier than a 12 inch jump for a shorter guy. Yeah, so even though they're jumping the same wise, height, yes. yeah, percentage wise, it's yeah, for sure. Like I don't, I don't have an issue with that 12 inch target at all. Um, and then that last workout is that the fourth workout double under squat cleans legless rope climbs i mean you could say that that it's not a big person's work it's a it's a crossfit workout it's pretty even i say it's pretty even you gotta be good at legless and but also the clean's not very heavy either 
relative to the field at least. What if I said I would just rather see the two guys that win and work out four go to the games? I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that a big time because that is a games workout, but at the same time I think I mean I if there's a look if there's a guy that takes that takes third, fourth and fifth on workouts 1, 3 and 5 and takes 23rd on workout 4 and misses a games by one point, I don't know. You mean takes 23rd place on workout 4? 2, workout 2. 2, 2. Oh, on the deadlift. Yeah. Finishes in the other workouts, bottom bottom five or seven in the deadlift, and missed the game by a point. I don't. Know. I know. Yeah, I know who I'd rather see go to the games as well. I I I get what you're saying, but it's not up to the athlete. You got to be strong enough to survive and fit enough to survive. So it's it's our job. It's our job. So you really like workout for? It's an interesting. Thing I love that workout too. It's a great workout. It reminds me of first cut, kind of. It's a triplet, legless, a weightlifting movement. Yeah, it's it's first cutty. It's just not a snatch. It's a clean. I'm, I, I, you know, I don't I don't feel like there was a ton of testing done for last chance qualifier. Could be wrong with that, but I bet that this one was tested because I'm curious how they settled on the weights. Hmm. It's not it's not super heavy relative to the field. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. a yeah. It's We've a, seen heavier squat clean ladders in the open. Oh yeah. So it's, a, it's it's a rope climb workout yeah, for sure. It's 15 legless rope climbs. Is it ele- is it eleven o'clock at your house right now? Eleven forty six p.m. Oh yeah, dude, we're fucking raging. That's cool. Well, I think this is the longest athlete, dude. I'd probably be in bed reading right now, to be honest. I'm on oh, the. Oh, you'd fourth still be book. awake, dude. I'm on Wheel of Time. Have you have you read that series? No, you know, I, don't read I know that. Series, I don't read but fiction. I haven't read it. Oh, I don't read fiction. <laughs> All right, dude. I don't. I don't read fiction. <laughs> you should. It's great. Anyways, Wheel of Time is sick. I cannot put it down. Yeah, it's been fucking me up. Ryan, how come you're not putting up any images? Can you put up like can you show up can you can we know that you didn't fall asleep and you put up the cover of the book Wheel of Time or something? Yeah, Wheel of Time. Pull that up. Uh Robert Jordan, Jesus. one of the best book Point series up. ever. Probably the best, probably the best series of books I've ever read. That's Ryan's first time he's talked in the um history of the show. You just episode. Ryan, do you remember do you remember me from Granite Games twenty eighteen? Remember me? I do. I, I I told. That's why. I, just why I brought that up, dude. I remember your name. How how do you remember me? I took last place, dude. I have the sharp because I'm always creeping the leaderboard. I have the sharpest memory. Really, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a unique last name. Uh, yeah, but I also well, you also didn't you win like the Dakota Games or something, the Fargo Games or something? Like yeah. That? How do you how do you know about the Dakota Games? Um, I think I saw one of the judges I met at Granite Games 2018, Tui Lee. Oh, Twee, you know Twee? Twee's awesome. Yeah, she's the shit. Yeah. She's 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 a head judge that she can go to any competition and I know. Yeah, and I be it. the head judge for whatever competition she wants. That's how great of a resume she has. It's so cool. Yeah, so I yeah. I saw her again at Granite. But Wheel, are you are you bringing Wheel of Time up? I am um all I have to do here is the Dragon Reborn is the is the one I'm on, the fourth book. It's like a nine book series. So, Window Cap Is it a movie yet? No, no, but they're dude. I don't want them to make it a movie. They'll fuck it up. But if you've read the book, it's kind of cool anyway, right? Because then you can fill in all the parts they fucked up. I can, and I can also watch it and be like disgusted with how bad of a job they did. Right? You know? Does that ever happen? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. 
I read. I, I remember reading an interview uh, with a vampire, and then seeing the movie, and the movie was horrible. But the, but it was okay with me because I just filled in all the shitty parts because I was like, oh, I can just, I know what happened. Is this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I think it's okay. the first book. I have the world yeah. for sure. Dude, fantasy fantasy fiction is so good. I can't yeah. believe you don't read fiction, Savan. Not ever. No, not well. Not I mean, I can't remember the last time I read any fiction. But give me something. Tell me what I should read. Dude, read this freaking. Well, okay, what do you like? If you like, if you're gonna go watch like a movie, sci-fi, like, are you what kind of movie you're gonna watch? Spy thriller, like, like some Jack Reacher shit, or Lord I don't really Reacher. watch movies either. Like, if I watch a movie, it'll be just something like a uh, like a Jean Claude Van Damme movie, an old one, or old Steven Seagal movie. I've already seen twenty five times. Steven Seagal is my grandpa's. <laughs> he's my grandpa's favorite actor, dude. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> funny, <laughs> Steven uh, Seagal, dude. He's a cop. You know that, right? I didn't like, know that. And he's an actual life, police officer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I just know that towards the end of his career, he got so obese that he had to wear a trench coat in every film. Yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty. It's interesting that your definition of the way he was at the end is so obese. I, you would have definitely called me an obese kid then. <laughs> I mean, he's he's holding eighty pounds. He was holding. I mean, eighty, maybe. 60. I mean, his head his head doubled in size. <laughs> when you start getting a fat head, oh my god, dude. All right. Uh, the book you should read is you should look up Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan and start. It's a, it's a good series. You know, you, it'll take you a really long time to get through it because you don't read. Um, so but you'll like it. Do they have an audio book version? I'm sure they do. Yeah. It's, it's like is the it's author like, still alive. I only read books where and no. I think I can get the author on my podcast. No, he, he died. Alive? Actually, he died. Oh, that sucks. Dude, it's, this is like the pioneer of of like fantasy fiction. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what? The last um, fiction I read, I read "Strangers and Stranger in a Strange Land." Hmm. Have you read that? No. What's it about? Instant classic. You should read it. Instant classic. He. I will. He was friends with uh, who's this? Uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Oh my God! It's about L. Ron Hubbard. No, it's not about L. Ron Hubbard. But he wrote fiction in the same time with Ray Bradbury and L. Ron Hubbard. They were all like, they were all contemporaries, and they were all. They all hung out together. I want to say it was even in California. Robert Heinlein. Robert Heinlein. It is the greatest book I've ever read. Is it? Uh, so are you a fan of L. Ron Hubbard then? Because it sounded like he. No, no, I haven't read anything of his. Okay. okay. I haven't read anything of his. I, I probably should. I w- I've always wanted to read that first Scientology book. What is it like? Dianetics or something? <laughs> have, you never seen, have. have you seen the documentary Going Clear? Oh, I watched all those documentaries. Holy I used to shit, make documentaries. Dude. So I'm just like, eh. Um, and then, and then another great book I would recommend if you really like fiction is I would read Stephen King's only nonfiction book. It's called on writing. It is fucking amazing. Really? I will read that. Oh my God. It is so crazy. Dude, since I've been sober, I've read almost a thousand books. Isn't that crazy? What? Yeah. Since I I was born, I almost read a thousand books. Dude, I got upset. (laughs) Dude, I'm so obsessive. I read, I've read, I have like 400 on my Kindle. Maybe closer to eight hundred, so close to a thousand, but not like within still a, a while. But we got about four hundred hey. on my Kindle, and the hey, rest dude, all I hear is, is that you're missing a lot of good Instagram posts. You should be posting pictures of every yeah. book every time you finish a book, dude. Maybe, maybe. Do I you have a girlfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Should I start an OnlyFans? Um, Do you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Do you have any any relationship? Wow, I'm actually I'm talking to a girl right now. I like her. She's really cool. 
Does she, does she live in your town? <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, she's she lives thirty minutes away from me. Yeah, no, we're not like did talking on the, Did you meet her on the internet? No, we met oh. her. She did a competition at my gym, and I slid into her DMs. I was actually like, we were laughing the other day about how cringy. <laughs> dude, I did not have good game. It was pretty bad, but uh, it worked. Yeah, you met someone in real life. I mean, that's better <clears throat> than most people's game. You don't hear that very often anymore. So, so did you like her? Yeah, for sure. We've been on a ton of dates. Like, we're dating. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Your life's way complicated. He's not making it. He's not making it to the games. He's got oh, get the books. fuck out of here, bro. He's got too many distractions. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Savon, so when, when a guy says uh, that he's talking to a girl, that means that he's dating her. Oh, just let me know. Thank you. Yeah, there's no distractions, bro. Dude, she did Murph with me in 41 minutes. That's probably better than you would ever do Murph. I, what, did she do it with the weight vest? Yeah. Yeah, I've never even done it with the weight vest. What? You could do that. It's like That's like 30% of my body weight, 40% Did you come of to Andy's gym? He wouldn't let you do Murph without the weight vest. Oh, really? Yeah, there's no way. That's a For you? No, dude, for you, you've been around the block. I have been around the block. Yeah, so I would be reading right now, but... You don't have crazy. to talk, by the way, in this podcast. Someone wrote in the comments the other day, Sevon, your long pauses are not intellectual. I had to look up the word intellectual. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, obviously they're not intellectual. They're me waiting for my brain to fucking start talking, dumbass. I'm just, I'm not just going to talk for the sake of fucking talking. I'm waiting for Dude, my brain to give me something. If you had a job in like middle ages, you would be the king's wit. That's exact. Do you know what that is? It's like the no, person- but it's better than the king's twit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're smart. You're a smart guy. I love because you just you catch people with things sometimes and it goes over their head. But like the king's wit would be the person who like does all the shit talking for the king that he doesn't have to do. Like make people feel like fools about themselves. You know. But I don't have to fight, do I? No, no, no. Like if somebody fucks with you, the king kills them. Oh, like kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect for you dude because you could not physically defend yourself but no, you also have, no, no. have you have a good wit man i like it i have a strong wife a big ass dog and a gun and the, nice. those are my three lines is of that your big ass people. dog i see in the background because that's not very big bro relative no. to you <laughs> that, no that that's just the local gotcha i have two dogs i got my dog locked in the room she's abusive what kind of dog? Oh, a healer, right? From the picture? Is it a healer? Yeah, dude. Yeah. She's the best. The smartest dog I've ever been around. Yeah, smart dogs. Extremely You take smart. the dog to the gym with you? She does go to the gym with me, yeah. She has kind of free, It's you know, some days are better than others, but she, I have a GPS collar for her, and she kind of just, like, sometimes she'll roam the business park a little bit, and I'll have to go get her, but she doesn't run off. She just, you know, she's like a farm dog. Does um, Andy let you bring her into the gym? Yeah, yeah, he brings his dog. I mean, his dog is like fucking just lays under the whiteboard all day. But Cora's a little more active. Um, do you know the origins of your last name, Self? Self. Uh, it's 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 Western European for sure. But other than that, no, I don't know. Did your parents come through Ellis Island? Um, or your grandparents? Yeah. Sorry, or yeah. your great grandparents? They did. I think great, great, great. I don't know if they came through Ellis Island. They, they, my mom's side of the family ancestors came from Ireland, but that's not self. It's my dad's side. Um, I don't know where his 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 family tree is a little muddier with the, you know, with some alcoholic lineage there. 
So not as much. It, it is a good name for a games champion. It is a good, it's a marketable name, Taylor Self. You like the name? Cool. I'm, well, that's, a, that's important to me that it's a marketable name for sure. Yeah. Jason Hopper, marketable. It is marketable, yeah. Some people have yeah. shitty names. Yeah, Brian's got a great name. Brian just Fran, disarm. Like yeah, just disarms everyone right away. Very easy. Oh, it does, right? Second. I mean, if you yeah. have your last name's friend, everyone's just like, oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah, TSA is very easy for me. TSA. Dude, so actually when I flew to Minnesota, get this, dude. I didn't put my mask on until I got to uh, security, check checkpoint, whatever. Um, and then right after I took it off and I didn't put it back on again until I got on the plane. And then I let the nose ride. Are you a big fan of that? Would you give me a gold star for that? For sure. Nice. For sure. They've lifted all mask restrictions where I'm living. And yet, like everywhere I go, everyone's People still, still fully... Yeah, everyone's fully masked. Everywhere I go, I feel like I'm the only one who's not wearing a mask. And someone will be walking outside too. on the sidewalk and I have one on. I'm like, I mean, look, if you, that's what you want to do, but what are you thinking? Yeah, it's a trip to me. Crazy. It's I wonder how, how long do you think the ramifications of this will be seen and felt? Forever. Really? You think, and you, I feel like, okay, what happens when it's flu season? Are they just going to say, oh, wear your mask? It's flu season. I, I don't know about that, but I, I, Within the first week, I knew, oh, shit, like these people are already trained to wear their masks. They're already scared. You know, Brian and I interviewed a guy. He's the head psychiatrist at some hospital in Stockholm, Sweden. And he's oh, been wow. a psychiatrist for since 1986. And he basically told us we're in a mass, mass delusional state. And he explained it pretty well. And he's got a great TED Talk on it. But people – and basically his whole premise is around this thing that – People can't do risk or aren't doing risk assessment, which I call third grade math. And they aren't. And, and we're in a in the last 50 years, we've sort of been in a tailspin of people wanting more and more safety and more and more security because it was kind of built into our DNA. Right. Find find a cave that bears and, and foxes and lions and tigers can't get into and, and try to survive. Well, we're the safest, healthiest. I don't know if the healthiest. We're the safest planet we've Not ever that, been yeah. for humans ever to exist. and rushing in the safety we're crippling ourselves by trying to get more and more and more safe and so we've lost all ability to i mean to to assess it i mean it, what if you look at the rules that australia and canada have put on themselves um, specifically and the uk they've given and this the psychiatrist explained it to us they've given themselves no exit strategy so they made their they made the goal of what would be safe so high that it can never be reached so they'll be in a perpetual you know trend of locking down wearing masks locking down wearing masks locking down and they'll never get out of it and so um dude that post go ahead i was gonna say that post you made today about uh the press conference with that canadian official Oh, talking about, oh my God, dude, that scares the shit out of me. How crazy is that? That's happening. If you're a Canadian, if you're someone like who seems like a Canadian with a relatively, you know, good head on your shoulders, are you thinking about getting out? I don't know, but we interviewed uh, one of my favorite Canadians of all time, Chris Cooper, and he kind of explained the why it's happening the way it is like that in Canada. And, and, and I, and I'm familiar with this because of um, 
my time spent in Europe and in Northern Europe and, and some of those other socialist countries. And basically they have a deep faith in their government and their program, basically just to take orders. They don't even realize, like most people don't even realize they've been indoctrinated, right? They don't real. And yeah. that's a really powerful word. If you don't know the definition of that it word, look it up. Bad. I look it up every couple of weeks just to make sure I I'm, I'm sharp on the definition. They just don't realize they've been indoctrinated. And so that's really hard. It's like, that's really hard to break. I, I, I was yeah. indoctrinated, you know, and, and it's really, really hard to break. It's tough to give up. It's really, really tough because it's who you think you are. So, I mean, I, I don't think these, someone said, Hey, do you think that there's any good people on the left? Yeah. I think it's all good people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's all good people. I have the tremendous faith in humanity. I believe in humanity. I, I, I don't even believe in evil, but I just think that it's like people don't realize they've been programmed to to run off the cliff. And it's like, dude, just look up just a little bit. You're running full speed towards a cliff. Just look up. Yeah. But easier said than done, right? For sure. You and you and uh you and coach would get Andy would get along because you guys both have the the big food taking it. The the good fight, you know, fight the good fight, sugar. So what was the deal with your coke up there? Was that just to fuck with me or you're good you're chugging the coke? That was to fuck with you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude yeah i can't drink coke that would make me feel like shit i will say like sometimes if i go have a burger i like a coke zero i know it's not any better a lot like i know it's not any better but um, what are you gonna do I yeah I, w- I would drink i would diet coke i would eat or drink pretty much anything dude this but, thing has but there's circumstances for it this thing is 39 grams of sugar it is 78 percent of your daily added sugar that's pretty crazy we're a yeah we're a big country i've 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 heard that the stat i saw was is that mexico i don't know what it is for the united states but that in mexico they consume 55 percent of their calories come from soft drinks dude i believe it but here's the i mean dude you walk into the grocery store and when you're checking out it's like all the candy's right there for you to you know your last chance to get a little get your fix it's crazy dude we, uh, Tomorrow I'm having the author of Ravenous on at 8.30 in the morning. That's kind of why I, I'm stressing right now that I need to get off and prepare more for it. But it's dude. a story about – Ravenous' story about a scientist, Otto Warburg, who won the Nobel Prize in 1931 or 1932. And he basically discovered that um, cancer cells consume 10 times as much sugar as regular cells. Yeah. And, that- and it's such an overlooked – and then it was kind of buried and lost forever. I'm reading about now right now. Oh, what are you reading? Metabolical. It's a book Coach gave, Andy gave me this book. Um, it's it's about a similar topic. It's this doctor who was in the. Um, I'll just send it over in the group text. You'll get a better idea. But Meta- Amazon. It's a short read, yeah. and, that, and that's the guy right there. Robert Lustig's the guy. He's the sugar expert mm-hmm. out of UC San Francisco. Yeah, he's the man. Oh shit! I should read that and see if I can get him on the podcast. Is that new? Yeah, uh, I don't know that it's new. Andy just read it. It is new, May yeah, fourth, two thousand twenty twenty one. Oh, that's right, because it has a bunch of dude. He opens the book railing our COVID response and kind of everything that's going on. You'd love it. Uh, read that. Well, that's the most fascinating thing about ravenous. It's when cancer's coming and cancer's like exploding on the scene, and that, yeah. and then the Nazis are fucking taking over basically Germany, and the parallels to what we're going on now, yeah. cancer. COVID, not 
fucking authoritarian rule that we're trying to be put under. It's nuts. Yeah. It is nuts. The, I'm going to read parallels. that. It's called uh, Ravenous. Ravenous. Okay. Yeah. And it's written so well. Another book I think you should read. I read this book right before I read Ravenous. I read a book called Range by David Epstein. Do you know that book? No. What's it about? It's, it's, it, I, someone will probably correct me in the comments, but it's basically pop psychology. It's like Malcolm Gladwell stuff, but it's all about whether talking about the difference between specialists and people who have a broad scope of skills and the opening introduction, they said mm. they compare Tiger Woods, who was given a golf club at the age of 10 months old versus Roger Federer, who is the greatest tennis player. And he, he played everything. I heard you talk but, about this with Matt on the Matt, Josh Matt's. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. It is so it. good. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks You're for our third me, live dude. show. You might be the only one where Brian had good audio. By the way, people, that really isn't Brian's fault. That's a compilation of errors. Um, and like I said, thanks for sticking with us and letting us try to clear these technical issues. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really enjoyed that. Good afternoon, Brian. Weekend, man. We'll do. It'd be fucking awesome to have you at the games. Sweet. And we 